Welcome to issue 200.5 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Adlib Intro of Stephen Daniel. Hey, you moose. <laughs> no, because well, that would have mean it like, moose wouldn't have even read the script. Right, that's true. That's true. Right. Uh, well, welcome that's back, loyal cheeky. listeners. Yeah, we are starting our second half of the 200th episode. Ooh. Yeah, we are going to move on to part six of our 13-part plan here. Oh and my god, we're not even halfway through? No, we're but we're about to be, because okay. part six is a little interview I did with community member, patron, uh, contest winner, player of the game, Mark T. So him and I sat down, and we just chatted about the state of the game and things we liked, and, and his point of view, and um, well, uh, here it is. Alright, well, I'm here with Mark T, one of our loyal minions all the way from Australia. Hi, Mark. How's it going? Hi, hey, Steve. Doing very well. Pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, great. glad to have you on. So let's get to know you a little bit, and then we'll kind of get to the meat of why we have you on. So, Mark, how long have you been playing Marvel Champions? Um, almost since the beginning. Um, I'm fairly active on the uh, board, game group, uh, board Game Geek um, uh, groups, uh, the solo groups on there, um, and and Marvel Champions sort of uh, made a big splash when it first got released, um, and uh, so I jumped on board soon after it started and been playing solo ever since. Okay. Uh, you said you've been playing solo ever since. Do you have any groups down there? you get to play any multiplayers? No, nah, no multiplayer for me. Um, okay. I'm quite happy to just do it on my own anyway. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure if the you know, I have to say this: if the kangaroos and the koalas play with you or not, that's so. No, I that's them out of my yard. They make a mess yeah. with the droppings. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so you've been playing since the beginning. Uh, are you a Marvel fan? Like, are you a comic reader, or like, did you get into Marvel from the movies? What's your Marvel in general history? Uh, I have no history at all with the comics. Um, comics aren't really a big thing. Um, uh, around here, uh, like I don't think I've ever met anyone who reads comics like uh, on a regular down this way. It's just not something that's ever sort of taken off. Um, but I love the movies. Um, I've been watching them for years and uh, really like them. For a long time, I was just watching um, them in chronological order, one after the other, over and over. So, big fan of the movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think um, a lot of people came into marvel from the movies the mcu or even you know before that depending on your age and then um just maybe discovered some of the comics after the fact so um one of the things i like about the the game is that it explores bits of marvel that aren't in the movies like i learn a whole bunch of sort of strange and unusual things about um what they've done in in marvel comics over the years um which really interests me but i never uh, sort of had any exposure to it because it hasn't made the MCU. Yeah, we got a lot of characters <laughs> uh, that, like, at least on our show, we're like, all right, who's this guy? Who's this person? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
feet on yeah. all the time. I look at these uh, cards and go, okay, no idea who that is, but let's do a bit of background research and go from there. Yeah. Well, eventually we'll talk about them on our show if they're a villain, right? Because we don't care about those good guy cards. Give the good villains. Yeah. Speaking of heroes in quotes, do you have a, uh, a hero you like to play and then maybe a hero you like to watch lose a lot? Um, one I like to watch lose a lot is, um, I'm, I'm with Daniel on this one. I can't stand Iron Man. Um, mm. the arrogance, um, grinds my gears. Uh, so I rarely play him and I'm very happy to see him get smoked. Um, he's bad anyway, like a hand size of one. What are you doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for ones I like to play, um, I'm pretty happy just sort of, uh, jumping between things. Um, I've played a ton of Hawkeye. Um, over the years, um, I think most of the he's he's not very strong and he's pretty easy to lose with. Like all you need is an undefended attack and he's dead. Um, okay, but okay. it is high risk, high reward. You recently won some contests and you're a patron, and we want to just have you on because we have we're going to talk on the, this episode a little bit about this, and we wanted to see what you guys have to say out there in the community. So let's talk about your top three favorite villains now or villain scenarios and favorite can mean anything right maybe you like a hard challenge maybe you like the flavor of it um let's start down at your number three favorite villain all right so my number three favorite villain is spiral um so this one came in the uh, mojo pack recently um your episode uh, from when we're recording they're just sort of getting into the mojo stuff um and I love Spiral because um, he whacks him really hard at the end of the game. Um, <laughs> I like the uh, flavour of sort of going through the different uh, shows um, and you can sort of have a bit of decision-making about whether you want to take your damage um, to be able to remove threat from the, the search for Spiral sides game. Um, I really like the fact that you can um really bone yourself by doing that i really like the way that you can rush your way through those shows and then you get near to the end of the game and realize that you've got no life left spirals holding both of her swords and you're getting hit for nine or ten damage um <laughs> and all of a sudden i'm over yeah those swords are pretty brutal <laughs> yeah they are they're tough yeah spiral's a great one uh we haven't talked about spiral but I, i've played it a bunch and yeah that's a fun one um and a little different than some of the other ones I think everything in the military pack is excellent. Like, it's such a good um, mix of things. Like, you've got Magog that punishes uh, you if you don't defend well, and um, Mojo throws on the threat. Spiral does a bit of everything. It's such a cool pack. Very good. How about number two? Your number two favorite villain scenario? My number two favorite is a recent one. This is Mr. Sinister. Um, so he's in the, uh, the new Next Evolution box. It's probably not new for everyone else, but for me, it's only just arrived. Um, so I played this only a, bun- uh, a bunch of times so far, and um, as soon as I played it, I thought, oh, that's, that's just fantastic. Um, so his big gimmick is that when he's uh, setting himself up, he, he gains traits um, throughout the game, and the worse you're doing, the more traits he's going to get, and the more traits he gets, the more he whacks you. Uh, so a bit similar to Spiral in that he's sort of building throughout the um, scenario. Um, I think it's just... Uh, a really clever way of making the villain get stronger. Um, so I remember you guys had an episode um, 
where you discussed how you could possibly make a villain um, power up throughout the game. Uh, I think Mr. Sinister does that with these traits. Yeah, so very cleverly done and and just a lot of fun to um, get to the table. Yeah, that's cool because he is a little different every game as well based on which set he starts with, right? He could have flight or telekinesis or, or super strength. So every game can start off a little different and end a little different as as he advances. Um, and you don't have a say in what happens either. Like he, um, like say he's, he's got that retaliate on him and, and you're playing with Colossus. Well, too bad. <laughs> like, uh, you can't like spend a couple of resources and get rid of it. No, he's got that for the game. It's very, very funny. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, I find if the hero, the heroes should sit around and let him advance a few times so he can get all his toys out. That's the best kind of game for him. So what yeah. could go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spiral, Mr. Sinister. And how about number one? Number one is a throwback. Uh, so number one, my favorite to go back to and play again and again is escape the museum with the collector. Um, Ooh, so this okay. is, is most wanted. And it's a little bit nostalgia for me because um, this is just something I've played so many times. I love the the story that it evokes. I'm a big Lord of the Rings um, living card game fan as well. Um, so the progression of the quest or the scenario um, gradually moves along. Um, and I love being able to take on the scenario in different ways. Uh, like I can, if I want to, I can try to take Hulk up against him and just punch him to death and remove all the threat that way. Um, or I could do something that's a bit more clever and try and navigate it a little bit, like a little bit of damage here, maybe throw some threat off there. And um, you can also give yourself more encounter cards in the first stage by um, just trying to sort of make your life easier by dishing yourself an encounter for later. Um, yeah, it ticks all the boxes for me. It's a good story. It's enough of a challenge. Um, gives me decisions to make along the way. Love it. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. You don't. I don't think we hear too many people praise collector to you know escape the museum um i it is fun i think you're right it has a lot of different things going on for it. it's not just a punch rhino till he falls over kind of thing um yeah that's a that's a great one anytime anytime you have something more than just punching the villain is something that i really like um so spiral sort of had that where you can uh, be removing threat to try and get yourself into a better position um, collector, you, you obviously get rewarded. Um, uh, the Sinister Six scenario does it a little bit, where if you knock out the last one, you get a bit more threat removed, um, and you're eventually not just trying to punch them all out. You're removing threat to um, get yourself into a position where you're going to win the game. So anything that changes up the the uh, formula a bit for me is uh, something that I really enjoy. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on Hella, then? Yeah, she's probably a, a notable number four. I figured... Like uh, as I was deciding my top three, um, I was wondering whether I should have both Collector and Heller in there. Um, I just chose Collector, but Heller's uh, another one I really like. Um, see, I, I have a bit of a like I, in your episode with Heller, you guys sort of uh, I think Steve, uh, not Steve, sorry, Mike, especially mentioned how um, you can sort of game the system and then sit back. Um, I really don't like to do that like if i'm playing solo i don't want acceleration on uh in the first stage so i really like to push straight through and get up to scourge as quickly as i can um that's just my sort of style of play so i i try and hit the ground running really fast with that scenario 
And if I can get onto stage two and get myself put up a little bit better, um, then uh, I think I'm in a better position to win it. Um, yeah, so that might just be the way I play it, that I get um, more enjoyment out of that one than most. But yeah, hell is another favourite of mine. Yeah, I agree. That that acceleration in solos can be pretty tough. So, yeah. Mm. Well, hey, Mark, uh, thanks for coming on and talking top three villains. We are looking into the future. We've got a lot of games, you know, still ahead of us. But is there a, I'm going to spring this on you, is there a villain or a hero that you cannot wait till they join this game? Hmm. A villain that I can't wait to see would be Kingpin. I think that he he's sort of like um, uh, the way he is portrayed, at least from what I've seen in comics and um, like in the Spider-Verse movies, uh, he's got an interesting sort of setup. Like he's, he's a politician, he's, um, he sort of runs the show, he's um, big and strong, but that's not really what he's all about. Um, I think the designers could do a great job of doing something really interesting and unusual with him. Um, as for heroes, I think that Professor X would be an excellent choice for a hero um, because you could do some weird stuff with him, right? Like he doesn't attack or he can't attack. Maybe he can't damage people without using um, his allies or he um, uh, he would obviously have a really big um, thwart ability. Um, there's some psionic stuff that's coming out that could suit him. Um, I reckon he could be uh, a very interesting and entertaining hero to try and take up. Yeah, that he could pose some interesting design questions for for creating that Definitely. character, I think. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like I said, it's been great having you on. And I hope that you keep listening and keep sending us questions. And we will try to answer things, you know, a little more timely. And Mark, thank you very much. And, um, you know, keep playing. Keep listening. Well, congrats on the 200. I'll be definitely listening, listening along and um, following along with all the rest of the adventures that you guys get up to. Thank you. Well, there you go, guys. That was my little sit down with Mark. Um, thanks, Mark. Hey. That was really nice. Nice. That was lovely. Yeah, I had a good time. And Mark, thanks for being there. Well, that puts us at part seven. So now we're more than halfway, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes, technically. Technically. Well, wait. Uh, we've done six of 13, then no. Okay, well, we're, work- we're about to do sure. more than half. Okay. I do math. Um, <laughs> what we have is we have a community member, a content maker out there. Folks will know this YouTube channel, Northern Lights over Arkham. Well, he Great sent in... <laughs> it's it's fun. Um, he does a little bit more than Arkham now, and uh, he sent in a little soundbite with a little oh. question for us. So why don't we give a listen? Awesome. Hi, this is JP from Not the Lights Over Arkham YouTube channel. Congratulations on episode 200. It feels like it was just yesterday when you were talking about Rhino and his encounter set, but now we are already a long way off from those times. Uh, keep up the great work you guys are doing with the podcast. It's still my favorite Marvel Champions podcast of all time, and I enjoy every moment of it. I want to leave you off with a little question. We all know that uh, the campaigns in Marvel Champions are played so that you need to defeat the previous villain to advance. This undermines the villains and puts the so-called heroes as the victors all the time. 
but what if there was a uh, fail-forward mechanic in Marvel Champions? Even if the heroes lost the scenario, the campaign would continue to the next scenario in line, but with a few changes. This way the villains would also have the chance to come on top as the victors. That's uh, what I think would be really awesome, uh, don't you think? So here is the question. Uh, how would you implement the fail-forward mechanic into Marvel Champions the card game? So let me hear your thoughts and keep up the villainous work. JP out. Oh, I love that question. Well, okay. I think the it obviously begins with like how they've already been doing the campaigns in terms of like the the market or the reputation track, you know, those types of things. It starts there, right? So what do you th- what do you guys think? Like you lose to it and rather than reset, restart. Like that track becomes, you know, if the villains won or if you won, get some things. Yeah, I see it as a reverse of, okay. yeah. of what they did in Sinister Motives. Like why, if you, if you lost, okay, for to keep the player engaged, let's give them, you know, a slight boon. But, but the bad guys won. They're going to get a benefit, whether it's more scheme or whatever they did. So, Mike, how and, would you make that different from the reputation track that already exists, though? Uh, I would just flip it so you only advanced it when you did bad. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because you, you could definitely do, like, okay, if you lost, then you move on to the next one, and the villain has additional cards in his deck, or, you know, you start with a smaller hand size, or... or you start with an encounter card, or... Yeah, your hit points are lower, but then could get to the point where like you lose more right and that could be that could be a bad beat right you're like oh i just keep losing so it just keeps getting harder so i just keep losing so it would have to be balanced i think oh yeah Um, that's why i thought like both tracks would happen so the villain would obviously get better because thematically that works but then on the player side it would be the handicaps all right all right we'll give you a freaking helicarrier just for the love of God, defeat Rhino. <laughs> oh, right. Well, yeah, I mean, if you were to copy, like, the idea behind Sinister Motives, uh, you could have two tracks, and one is, if you win, you go up this track, which gives both sides a benefit. But if you lose, you go up this track, which gives both sides a different kind of benefit, right? Oh, uh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, some kind of, like, branching path mechanic, I think, yeah. is what's needed. You'd you'd have to do it that way. If if you win this way, if you lose that way, and yeah, and it can't it can't be yeah, it can't be that the villain gets it's it can't be that the villain gets harder because you lost, right? Because right, then it becomes like the beatdown mechanic. But it could be that the villain gets a little more nuanced, and so there's like maybe what happens in the fail forward is that because they won that first that first scenario, they're there are ways in which they want to win become like spread out. And so you might actually have two ways to achieve victory in the next one. Mm. Right. There's a trying to do that you could defeat or you just beat them up like normal, but they've gotten themselves a little bit tougher, but they're trying this new thing. Like, I don't know, like you could definitely become nuanced in a way that's different. Yeah, you could definitely say, okay, the villain won, so instead of putting this modular set in, which has these specific 
story elements mm, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. modular set in that has these oh. specific story elements. Oh, I like that a lot. That's really and that good, modular yeah. set might be a little bit more difficult, require a little bit more threat removal or something, but right, or it's dip, it's just it could be more difficult in a certain way, like okay, it has more minions because of whatever that the story says, or it has sure, more side yeah. schemes, or there's more attachments for the villain because he right. did get to raid the armory. So and players and, can adapt to that, right? Yeah. So yeah. Like, if you know that that's what it means that, you know, you failed forward in that, yeah, like, the minion scheme comes up, like you're saying, Steve, then you, know, you can still rebuild your deck, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the crazy part about campaigns in Marvel. Ooh, and if you lost a Rhino, you bring in the Rhino modular set in the next one, because he's still there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some cool options. Yeah. And I wonder if there isn't a way that smart community minds could come together and make kind of little ways to do that for uh, campaigns. Yeah, it's definitely got to be doable out there. And I bet, I bet there are some very creative folks out there who could do that for us. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what minions are for? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In fact, I mean, what about the genius that asked this question? Yeah. Wow. He seemed incredibly. (laughs) No one's going to ask us a question again. (laughs) Right. But don't you really only ask questions because you think you know the answer? That's the only reason I ask you guys anything. That's why I stopped asking Moose what was on his mind tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but in real real life, that's a great question. And I think design space-wise, I think it's a really interesting place to explore because, yeah, Arkham does it. Now, remember, Arkham is a very different game. It's very narrative-based. And it makes sense that failure leads just to a different narrative path. Whereas this is like a punch up the villain kind of thing over and over that it's a little different, but I think you could, you could make the story go in different directions that are pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a great idea. Yeah. And thank you, Northern lights over Arkham. That was awesome. And thanks for listening. And thanks for saying this is your favorite podcast. I heard favorite podcast of all time. I'm sure he said he qualified it more than that, but I hear what I hear. I hear what I hear. Yeah. 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 Um, Speaking of campaigns, we got this really fun narrative audio campaign sent in to us. Uh, I should have played it probably way back in Sinister Motives, but I had my own motives and I didn't from (laughs) listener Danimal. And uh, yeah, Uh, folks might remember him from All Hail King Loki. He sent in an audio clip. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he sent in one from J. Jonah Jameson. So let's give it a listen. All right. Breaking news! I'm J. Jonah Jameson, here with your news break. The Sinister Six take over New York. Who's to blame? I'll tell you who's to blame. It's Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman's to blame. She's a menace! She's always been known for her uncertain loyalties, and this newest failure proves once and for all that she's the true villain. We caught up with her friend, Jamie Madrix, to give us the full scoop. Yeah, I'm Jamie Madrix, a.k.a. Multiple Man. Me and Spider-Woman were cruising along, taking out all the villains that plagued the city. 
Spider-Woman and me had a flawless strategy where I would multiply myself and then we would have the strength and numbers advantage. We took care of Sandman, Venom, and Mysterio with ease, really gaining a lot of reputation with the public, but that also meant that our foes would be more prepared for us. When we encountered the Sinister Six, they ambushed us, distracted us with a decoy, and then put up a brute force barricade. I wasn't concerned, but Spider-Woman had acquired this retinal display that locked her in on the light at the end. But the barricade prevented us from getting to it, and the decoy prevented us from taking care of the barricade. No matter how hard we fought, we couldn't break through. Oh, this reminds me of the famous line from Sir Walter Scott. What a tangle web we weave when first we practice to deceive. And that's what spider fools do. They deceive us, deceive the city, deceive you and I, and maybe even themselves. And we end up here at the end of the world. So thank you for joining me on this episode of The Daily Bugle. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You can also support The Daily Bugle over at Pay Me Money. Follow me on all my social medias at The Real J. Jonah Jameson. You can also purchase one of our She's a Menace t-shirts on our website, jjonahjameson.com. And I'm J. Jonah Jameson, signing off. That was lovely. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, wow. Damn, well, thank you. Oh my God, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I promise if you send us more as we're doing the campaigns and you remind me, I will do them t- more timely. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent this one to you um, 37 years ago. Yeah, like when we were doing the Sister Motus wave. So. Wow. A box ago. Uh, where, however, where, you know, where did this, this just ended up in the in the lair kind of in, in, in our storage closet? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I found the I found the recording stuck to the wall outside with this uh spider sure, webbing. Sure. So sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Uh, he's so he's so good. Yeah. It's so good. All right, now we're done. Now we're more than halfway. Okay, right, Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, what's next, Dirk? Ah, uh, segment eight, kidnap a dwarf. Okay, so we're not doing this anymore. This joke is aging like sour milk. Uh, that's mm-hmm. done. I got a better idea. Okay. Why don't we play that lovely interview that we had with friend of the show, Doff Hair? Oh, that's a better idea. Hit it. All right. Well, we are joined by Loyal Minion Doff. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, all the way from some, someplace in Europe. So, uh, yeah. hi. Yeah. Hello. Hello, my nefarious overlord. Thank you. Thank you for this time, for the opportunity <laughs> to speak for all of the Loyal Minions who have had to work in the, in the Polar Bear stables uh, lately. It is an honor. It is an honor. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, um, so we're we're just here to chit chat. We'd like to get to know our listeners and uh, some questions. Let's start with a real easy one. Duff, when did you first get into the game, and how did you get into it? And are you a longtime gamer, or is this your first one? 
All right. No, this is definitely not my first one. Um, I believe my board game geek tracker is at 513 games, including expansions, like majority expansions, because I've got like four complete LCGs. Okay. Uh, I, I think I started 10, 12 years ago. Um, and I've gradually grown in game collection. I like heavy Euro games a lot for people who, who know like the lingo. Um, however, I also like the Fancy Flight games LCGs a lot. So I used to play um, Android Netrunner. That was still like a big 10 in my book. And then, um, yeah, that stopped. So Marvel Champions came around in 2019, I remember. And um, yeah, I started playing Marvel Champions from the get-go. Like I played it at a fair in the Netherlands and uh, immediately got hooked, like with the core set. And I played the hell out of the core set. Um, more stuff came out and it just kept dragging me in and it was so much fun. Like the Green Goblin mutagen scenario is just still my favorite to this day. I cannot mm. stop playing that. So uh, yeah, I've, uh, it's I've still got a history weird. and right. I like this game. Yeah, it's, it, it, is, it works on every single level. It's, it just baffles me. <laughs> so which other, um, you mentioned four LCGs, which other ones did you play? Uh, so I also play, and uh, have played, and still play Arkham Horror. And I actually have, like, this is a super <laughs> guilty confession. I have the entire Lord of the Rings LCG. Hey, <laughs> do we? And, and I yep. played six, seven scenarios, and then oh. I kind of put it into oh, the storage. Wow. So I spent <laughs> like so much money out of out of FOMO. Um, uh, and yeah, I believe the missus still lets out a sigh every two months in regard to that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of paying my dues on that one. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? The beauty of the co-op LCG is you can play that game forever. The meta doesn't change. You can dig it out of the closet. You can set it up 10 years from now and play it. And it's the same game it was 10 years ago. So that, yeah, that's that is the arguments I'm going to try next month when that happens. <laughs> That yeah. is absolutely correct. Yeah. So, Dov, where are you from? Uh, I'm Dutch. Dutch. I am, uh, yeah, yeah, from the Netherlands, like this very, very tiny country below sea level, <laughs> mostly, where, uh, yeah, the appendage of Europe, you might say. <laughs> Jenny commented on that at some point <laughs> in a recent show. So, being below sea level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are all uh, very much looking forward to the sea level uh, going going even higher. Like that is of of some national concern here. A little <laughs> bit, a little bit. So you're basically our Florida. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I mean, <laughs> geographically only. Geographically. All right, only. all right. That comparison, yeah. that comparison, like all. Oh, yeah. yeah, we don't, we don't have anything. Like we don't have any gators or swamplands here. Um, <laughs> we actually managed to uh, reclaim an entire part of uh, of land from back from the sea. I think that was the last big work we did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just we're just a very flat country. We have great cheese. Uh, and we have a couple of big cities, and we're like 17 million people over here. So we're tiny in every comparison. Nice. Um, but there's a, a nice LCG community out there, isn't there? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, Marvel Champions in my part of the country, like the northeastern part, um, is a bit sparse, sadly. Um, oh. But I still see a lot of uh, release events, like with Deadpool in the western part and the middle parts of the country. You still see events coming up. And I think okay. those communities are still very healthy. So, uh, yeah. And is it easy for you to get over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
don't get out a lot to that part of the country anymore. Like I used to live in uh, Utrecht, which is the most central city in the Netherlands uh, a couple of years back. Um, but nowadays with work uh, and, and other things in life getting in the way, sure. uh, it, it, yeah, you know, it happens and it, it becomes a little bit harder. So if we have listeners from the Northeast part of the country that want to play, they can reach out to us and we'll give them your info and then you guys can play. That's what you need. It works. It yeah. works. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm always looking out for uh, more people to play this game with. So when you do play this game, are you playing mostly solo or do you have some friends out there who are playing with you? Um, uh, I have, uh, I have a couple of, um, of groups with which I play games. And like okay. some of the groups, I only play heavy euros, like Vital Lacerda kind of games. Okay. Um, but I've got a couple of people who are very much into Marvel, and I play Marvel Champions with them. And then I think eighty percent of the time, I play solo two-handed. Like that's my favorite way to uh, to approach a game. I love that. Okay, so two-handed. Uh, do you uh, do you play like theme two-handed, or do you just uh, kind of throw together whatever strikes your fancy? Uh, whatever like, strikes my yeah. Whatever strikes my fancy. Unless I'm playing Iron Man, then Cody has to join. And uh, War Machine gets to hit, gets to hit the <laughs> table as well, and they both get stomped, which is, which is fun, you know. Um, who are you playing? Let's talk, let's talk favorite villain with modular combo. You're going to bring Iron Man out to the table. You want him to get crushed by somebody. Who are you playing against? Who's your villain? All right. So we're regular Sunday. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then um, my favorite villain still to this day is Mutant and Formula. Like I said, I, I just love that scenario to death. Uh, I think it's really cool. It works. And then closely behind that, I would imagine Magneto right now. Magneto is just so good, especially if you throw in um, the Acolytes and then you add in the extra modular uh, with the extra Acolytes. I forget his name. Oh, Exodus. Exodus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That just works for me. That clicks. You are a sucker for punishment. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Every now and then. <laughs> did you play the? Did you build your own decks, or do you play the pre-builds, or both? I, I I definitely built my own decks. Like I try to pre-builds, and then I deconstruct them, and then I start building my own stuff. And um, compared, like to the other LCGs, um, Marvel Champions just has so many little uh, spheres where you can just easily build um, an archetype, and that works out of the box. So. Uh, I find compared to the other LCGs, deck building is, is really easy to pick up and just do on the fly, and that doesn't take too much time, so definitely custom. Yeah, I think you're, you said uh, maybe you try the pre-cons first. I think that's the way to do it. Play a game with the pre-con, and then yeah. deconstruct and go from there. Um, I agree, too. It's so much easier to build in Marvel Champions than, say, Arkham, where you're worried about experience points and and yeah. deck building restrictions that are all over the place. Um the traits of the cards you're putting in your deck and the <laughs> level of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. How many hands do I have or amulet slots or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Arkham <laughs> requires, requires a lot of foresight and um, I'm not sure I'm the most qualified person to build decks in that regard. So I try every now and then, and then I just go to the internet. And I'm like, yeah, no, this, this works nicely. I'll just, you know, appropriate this. That works. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Internet. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when do you have a? Uh, oh, we're going to talk about these things, the heroes. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
Do you have one out there you spy on a lot by utilizing? Do you have a, a hero that is your favorite um, to play yeah. with? Because we do have to play the game, so you have to have to be a hero at times. But yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, there's one of the things you just have to kind of bite the bullet on. But um, it, you know, stomping Iron Man is all fun, like every Sunday, steadily. But if I want to do a little bit of spying on the heroes, I think I'm just going to go uh, SPDR. Oh, definitely. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that that just that puzzle works for me. It's just uh, like endorphins all the way. Just happy feelings, happy things. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I fully approve of that choice. (laughs) Um, Do you have an aspect you go to? Favorite aspect, or uh, you know, Mike's a big protection fan. That kind of you know, some people just gravitate to a certain aspect. (laughs) Okay, so do I tick off Mike or <laughs> um, <laughs> do I dare? Yes, yes, you do. Is, you is it going to be another month in the polar in the polar bear pens? <laughs> if that, that was rough, like I got bitten a lot of times by now. I've, I've lost a lot of blood. Um, <laughs> but I actually like without fooling around. Uh, I think my favorite right now is actually protection. Um, not all of the time, but expert defense is just such fun archetype to make it work. Um, and uh, heroes like Spider Gwen, uh, or Gross Spider, I mean, uh, in combination with protection, Quicksilver in combination with protection. I like that. Uh, but I also find myself playing Justice, like just as much. Okay. Cool. Thanks for that, Doff. Your check's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday <laughs> bonus. Still, I'm still afraid of those polar bear pants. Not here, not here. <laughs> I'm uh, actually justice started fairly uh, weak in my opinion. Not not weak in strength. Weak in I don't know play yeah. style. But I really Variety. like the architects they've been going into lately. Yeah, they've given them a lot of options that are looking pretty spectacular. And I'm looking forward to trying out the uh, float like a butterfly style cards. Yeah. Where you, you deal damage with confusion. Just another way to do things. I think what the recent releases have brought in terms of like deck building variety were subtle but very strong changes and uh, additions. And especially the player side schemes, they worked on a different level than I was expecting at first, but I'm super happy to see what the state of the game is right now. It, like in terms of variety and deck building and choices, that's it, just amazing. Oh, yeah. So... Off, you play this game a lot. What's your favorite campaign? Big box. Uh, that is, without a doubt, Sinister Motives. Oh. Like 100% neck and shoulders above the rest. Neck okay. and shoulders? Yeah. Okay. And some, something below that, but I forget. Like, we, we didn't do that part of the child drama <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> what is it about Sinister Motives? Uh, the, the campaign mechanics. Like, you, you get benefits and you get something that works in the villain's favor. Um, and it feels like you're really being rewarded, and you've got like these different, these different checks you can get. So you can perfect your game, and in some scenarios that is harder. Uh, with the sinister sticks, I, fi- I usually find myself failing on one or two accounts, uh, but I don't mind. And then the, the, I think all of the scenarios themselves are pretty strong as well, because I, I like Sandman, I like Venom, I like uh, Mysterio, I like the sinister sticks a little bit less, but still. And Venom Goblin is also one I. Uh, Highly value, uh, even though he grinds my face in the dust every now and then with that advanced glider mm-hmm. of his. Uh, so just, yeah, the combination of those aspects. 
Yeah, that's a good campaign. It's pretty high up on the list of uh, people's favorites. So, yeah. And what's your what's your least favorite? And I just want you to say what Mike's favorite is. That's why I'm sharpening <laughs> <laughs> the knives. Sharpening the knives. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is the only person I know that has the particular one as his favorite. So. Uh, like my least favorite, I still to this day will argue that the weakest box of the bunch, and I'm percent forgetting its name and stretching this sentence as long as I can while I'm looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is Rise of Red Gull for me, hundred oh. percent. I I find that so bland and so easy, um, that I really don't ever come back to it because of the difficulty level. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like uh, Zola and Red Skull outside of the outside of the campaign, I like a lot. Uh, with Zola being my favorite from that box, but the campaign is just like the first three scenarios. I don't know why I'm playing those, even on experts. Like Crossbones will hundred uh, percent crush me every now and then because he's he's just lucky on a draw. But I don't find any of those mechanics engaging, so I rarely play that. Hmm. Now I gotta sharpen my knives. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wrong answer, but that's fine. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my evil <laughs> overlord. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Second checks in the mail. <laughs> well, that, that's what's really great about this. It, it's so, the boxes appeal to different people for different yeah. reasons. Yeah, I see. Uh, like online, I read a lot of people actually like that campaign a lot, but um, I, I just prefer a bigger challenge than Rise of Red Skull gave me. I think that's the biggest gripe I have with that box. But it's not so that you, box in any stretch of the imagination. Are you mostly playing expert? Do you play any yep. standard two or expert two? No, I'm not that sadomasochistic. You have to go back <laughs> and play Rise of Red Skull on expert two and standard two. Both of them. There you go. That's my challenge uh, for you. Uh, that is even worse than the Boiler Bear Stables. But yeah, okay, okay. Fair, okay. Fair. All right. <laughs> or you can wait until standard three pops out. Yeah. I, I am really looking forward to that one. That looks like standard three from what they've spoiled so far. Looks very nice. My punishment for you is that what I said. So, all right, all right. Okay, I'll make it happen, evil overlord. Your wish is my command. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should give him a better job. Yeah, do we have a job for Duff? Um, I mean, the polar bear stables and all that. <laughs> at some point you know he'll have to get a, a, a promotion it's nice but once they get a taste of you like they know what what they can get and then they just keep coming back and there's only so much meat i can have gnawed from my bones until i yeah i have to look for a different skin graft well we'll think of something when we get around to uh thanking you for being a patron uh, in a couple 30 some issues or something like that so just <laughs> stay with us and we'll upgrade you thank you thank you most benevolent leader <laughs> well gentlemen i must depart sadly well daniel thanks for swinging in yeah thank you great to great to talk to y'all thanks to nice talking to you daniel thank, thank you. you uh yeah take care bud cheers so we only have a few more questions left really for you i think what i'd sure. like to know is do you have heroes or villains in the future that you're interested in you know we're working on our third wave of mutants what do you think is next? What do you want to be next? What would you know? What what would grab you for the next campaign or two? Ooh, yeah, I when the mutants were announced, I was not that into the mutants, even though I love the '90s cartoon. Um, 
but I I like what they've done with them, and I really like what the Age of Apocalypse looks like. Like I'm super curious to see what's in there, uh, and, and that's really drawing me. And then, of course, I, I think I have to go with uh, two things. One is what the entire community is clamoring for, and I'm no exception. So Daredevil, just give me a street level heroes. Give them to me now. Did I want them? The villain in me hopes that Daredevil doesn't come out for like four more years <laughs> just to drive everyone insane. But, I, but, yeah, the, I, <laughs> but the Marvel fan in me is like, no, I don't want that to happen. I want him to come out sooner than that. So I 100% understand exactly that because it is fun to see that discussion come up like every month. Um, mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, you know, it's all right. But uh, I would like to see that happen. And um, I'm actually uh, kind of curious to what they're going to do with the Fantastic Four as well. I'm not a big Marvel fan, but I know that IP, and um, for some reason, it really speaks to me. So, yeah, I'm curious. I already have um, uh, Invisible Woman. I, I, right here, right in front of me. Can you see her? Could, could you show it to me? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, overall, how are you doing burnout-wise? You said you have 500 games. Uh, with the, all the new architects types coming out, are you still invested? Do you, do you still continue to look forward to the next thing coming out and feel like you still have a lot of options available to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, options, 100%. Like, I've scratched the surface of the game. Uh, burned out, yes. Uh, but I am still engaged. I have, however, just spent, I think, five or six weeks of not playing the game. Um, because I noticed that the veneer of gameplay um, was starting to scratch for me. You know, with all of these LCGs, you have this overarching insight that uh, mechanically everything starts looking the same, and that's a, dang- that's a dangerous territory to get to. Um, and usually for me, that, that's a part where I don't want to go to because that means I'm just playing the game too much. And I still think Marvel Champions is an, an awesome game. I still follow the releases, um, and I'm very curious to see what's coming next. Uh, But right now I'm taking a small break. I think in a week, maybe two, I'll probably pick up a couple of decks and start playing again because I I still love this game so much. And I notice that every time I put it down, um, it might take a couple of weeks, but my interest to playing uh, comes back. and I always get drawn back into the game. Uh, I think that will happen for the rest of the duration of the game and beyond that, of course. What do you think of the pool aspect? I like I like that pool. Like I just I just want to say that up front. The pool aspect I have not played yet. I am curious to see. Uh, I think the shenanigans in them are not too bad, and they they really draw to me. The only thing I really dislike what I saw was the mini games. They they just seem a little bit fiddly to me. But leaning into the danger uh, of all of those icons and and really emphasizing and strengthening rush play seems really good and really nice. So I think it just brings more variety in a good way. Yeah, I think there's enough cards in the pool aspect where you can avoid the mini games, or you can lean into them, or you yep. can go, like you said, the the risk reward options. Um, yeah, there's some choices in there. I've played pool a little bit now, so yeah, it looks great. I've seen all the cards, and uh, yeah, it, it looks like um, the cuts they made. In the other aspects, and then also the idea of bringing back um, cards from the core set and the earlier sets as more strengthened versions of themselves, uh, I think that does justice to some cards that were overlooked before and now get some extra attention, which is it's just great. It's just great design. 
I look forward to policing the healing card. No, no, no. You weren't away from the game for 10 minutes. You, you can't cheat your way through that. You can't just say you did it. That was nine minutes and 59 seconds, buddy. Get yeah. back out there. It, uh, that card makes really fun uh, when you're streaming and you just get up and walk away from your computer. <laughs> and everybody has to sit around listening to music, maybe, in the background. I don't know. So it, It's the designers, guys. They make me do this. You know, you want yeah. to enjoy the stream. I get it. But just this just has to happen. Yeah, go take a break because we're going to get a drink. So. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, Doff, uh, thanks so much for coming on. And folks might not, well, folks won't know this, but this is actually the second time you came on because we had some technical issues. Uh, Iron Man, I guess, maybe came in and deleted our original recording. So thanks for coming on a second time and recording with us again. It's been fun. We will continue to fight all of those goody two shoes, my nefarious overlords, as many times as is needed. Uh, no worries. Excellent. And my pleasure. Thanks, Duff. Good to talk to you again. Hope to see you in the future. It was uh, very nice talking to you guys again as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was great talking about the state of the game. I look forward to the next show, as always. All right. And now back to our regularly scheduled 200th episode. Wow. That was really. That was really great. That was, you know what? That was pleasant. Pleasant. That was awesome. Dr. Hair, thank you. Yeah, it was cool. fun. Uh, sit down and talk with him and, yeah. and uh, discuss the game. Again, just yeah. talking to the game with people that want to talk about the game. So much fun. Turns out there's folks out there that want that. Yeah. You are referencing a segment that is in the future. Time stuff. <laughs> 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 Hello, Critical Encounters villains. How are you all doing today? In here. Uh, uh, hello? Uh, hi? Yeah. Who's this? Um, oh, oh it's, it's just Xander. I, uh, yeah, I let myself in the back. I, you know, you gave me the key last time, and I thought that was like just an open invitation, so I, I just kind of walked in. I did bring some WD-40. I like got some of the hinges on the door. It was very squeaky. I'm just trying to take care of your guys' layer here a little I bit. I had to wait 29 episodes before I got my key. Steve, you said you were going to change the lock. Hey, you gave him the key. I know. <laughs> That's because I figured you'd fix it in post. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'll if it's a problem, I can return it. I, you know, I, I am a good guy here, so I, I, I understand not wanting me, you know, no, snooping don't worry around. Worry about it. It's, you know, it's actually Mustafa's old key, so maybe give it back to him after the. I interview. thought you gave that to the Canadian guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he lost. It. What's going on here? <laughs> Hi, Xander. <laughs> Hello. Yes, I I just dropped by today because I knew that you all were celebrating your 200th episode. Uh, and I know you've obviously worked with some of us from FFG and other people in the community to know do the interrogation room because I wanted to kind of flip that on its head today. And, you know, we're going to interrogate you all and figure out a little bit more about you all. Oh, I like that. I can talk about myself. Do you want a talk monologue or? Uh, oh, or do you have- well, I'll, I'll handle the questions, I think. I, oh, I think okay. that seems, you know, this is going to be a controlled environment here. We need to make sure that okay. you know, keep things up to snuff here. But. You know, right, no right. monologues, no, you know, end of the world thing. This is this is just for me to learn a little bit more. No monologues, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I really came here today because I, I know 200 episodes. So I jumped into Marvel Champions a little later than most. So I honestly don't know much about your, like, start with Critical Encounter. So I wanted to come here and just find out, you know, where did you all start? And 
Uh, how do you all feel about making it to 200 now? Well, I'll start. I did not make it to 200. <laughs> I don't remember what episode I resigned on, but it was it was a while ago. But I can tell you that we started when Daniel said, hey, I know this cool guy, and more importantly, he knows how to edit and, and post <laughs> podcasts. And, uh, you know, and we all played... Uh, uh, What's this game called again? Marvel Champions <laughs> at the time. And so there you go. That's what I remember. My memory is not great. So there might be some details I might have skipped. Well, Steve, yeah. why don't you start this one? I mean, this is your genesis. All right. Um, so we all played Lord of the Rings and Arkham Horror. And here's a new LCG from FFG. And it's got Caleb Grace's name on it and Nate French and Michael Boggs and like oh cool and i said i don't want anything to do with this game i have enough games that i play <laughs> i think that was i was really lying to myself right there's never enough games uh, so i didn't get into it until maybe a month or two after it came out like i waited right i paced myself a little bit and then um i played it like once and i'm like this is great i love this game so i need to do a podcast about it now <laughs> Uh, having listened to podcasts for the other games and then having started listening to the podcasts that were out for Marvel, and there was like nine of them at the time. I think only one is of those nine is left. Uh, I just had this idea. I'm like, I want to do a podcast about it, but I don't want to do a podcast like everybody else because the market was saturated, right? And I really enjoyed... Um, learning about the lore of the characters and being a villain and the modular sets. And nobody was doing that. Nobody was talking about the modular sets specifically or doing any pieces of lore. Uh, a lot of the shows were like two hours long and we're like, we got to do a small show. So there was all these different podcasts that I had listened to. And I was trying to take the little pieces that I liked the, the best. And I sat on that idea for a while. And then I got a hold of Daniel. I said, Hey, Daniel, want to do a podcast with me? <clears throat> I have no idea how to do it, but do you want to do it with me? And he said, yes. So that was the first big trick I got on Daniel. So, And that was smart of you to choose me, because by that time I was already world famous um, yes. <laughs> from Monday Night Twitch, right, with Mike. Um, so, And I came into this game uh, pretty early. I had the delightful opportunity to demo it at Gen Con before it officially was released, and uh, I was there with some of the kind of the ring or um, cardboard of the rings fellas. And we demoed it at the FFG, you know, place there. And I, I took turns playing Spider-Man with Fishbaugh, um, Aaron. And I thought it was really a cool game. And having played, you know, Lord of the Rings and Arkham Horror, like it was so easy to pick this game up. Um, like you already know all the lingo. Um, it's familiar enough mechanically, but, very different in play. So I, I was already engaged. So when Steve asked me, and Steve, we, we had met at, at a con of the rings, right? Yep. We met at con of the rings. And that's sort of where we started talking about this. And, and I was totally on board. And then we tried to, we were trying to figure out who was going to be the best third ever. And Mike had already said no, like long ago. Um. <laughs> and, and the guys in my local game group were interest were not interested. Um, yeah, Daniel, you and I knew each other from being, you know, 
active community members for Lord of the Rings, and yep. Yep. I, I think I met you at a Gen Con too, and and all this sort of stuff. Um, so then yep. Daniel eventually said, "Oh, I know a guy who'd be great." I know for a guy, the most interesting person I know in the universe, would have a lot of interesting things to say about this. And so, yeah, I called up, I called up Mustafa, and we. And I, I sold him. I sold him. He was so interested in this. <laughs> well, well, Mustafa, how many episodes in it were when you like first publicly suggested, what if we talk about other games? One? Like episode two or three, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, look, I, 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 <laughs> so I am not as much into the LCG scene as, as you two are. I enjoy them, but eventually they outgrow me in that you know, I both financially and, you know, from a kind of space and mental capacity sure. perspective, I can't keep up with the release schedule. I understand FFG has to make money, but it, the system just does not work for me. I also think that it leads to, I mean, we've, I'm, you know, let's not get into all the issues because we have FFG here with us. Yeah, he, probably <laughs> doesn't want, he probably doesn't want to hear, hear me talk about this stuff, but power creep. And um, so uh, anyway, but Daniel brought back the Marvel Champions core set. We used to game with him occasionally um, or regularly, I should say. Now we're, now we're gaming uh, slightly less um, because he has other friends now. Um, and uh, he introduced me to Marvel Champions and I liked the game. I, not a, I'm also not into comic books or superheroes that much. Uh, you might have heard me talk about that a little bit uh, as well. Uh, but I liked the game. I liked, the, as you were saying, the simplicity of it. I liked the kind of pacing. I liked the interactiveness of the co-op where you actually can do things for other people. On uh, So those were, those were things that made me uh, want to play it more. I even actually bought uh, a whole bunch of cards up to the second big expansion, or maybe the third. I forget now. Daniel gifted me the core set. Thank you, Daniel. Absolutely. Um, and we had talked, Daniel, you and I, about doing a gaming podcast before this one, but we just never could get our <clears throat> uh, act together. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Daniel's the way he kind of sold me on it is like, hey, this guy knows exactly what to do and he does have his act together and, uh, you know, all you have to do is show up and speak. So, I was easily duped. (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely fooled you guys because I had no idea what I was doing on the technical side of things. Uh, Daniel, you mentioned Aaron Fishbaugh, uh, the editor for Cardboard of the Rings. I, I leaned on him a whole bunch, like, what software do you use? How do you do this? What should I do? Help me, help me, help me. And I think at a certain point, he he probably got a little annoyed, <laughs> but he was very gracious and helped me out uh, to get Steve, us up and running. Steve, so. I don't think that I'm exaggerating when I say that you've become the world's greatest LCG podcast editor out there. I'll take that. I, I like those qualifications. Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's high praise right there. Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff you do... Because, you know, Mike and Mike and I and, you know, Musava back back in the day, like we would do our bit and we'd hear the sh- like we would never hear the show. Right. And it is always so surprising to hear what you've actually done with the stuff that it's I'm amazed every time. I like, still how haven't you're heard stable, it. How you're just able to like put the things together, like recently listening to the horror show. Right. Like 
that was probably a very difficult task for you since Mike did his lines at a different time. (laughs) 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 And, you know, like, and Oriana too, like they were, they were elsewhere in else time and you put it all together. It's seamless, dude. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, and Moose, if you listen to our podcast, you'd, you'd be impressed too. Yeah, I probably should. (laughs) So at a certain point though, Moose, you, you know, you, you faded and we couldn't go just Daniel and I talking to each other. And we said, who can we get to, to join us and then oh, someone... I, I, I was on a long time before that yeah okay well we got you on we, we said we need a new person and here's mike right mike joined so yeah that was helpful uh, <laughs> so i wasn't going to get into this game but i was at two things kind of happened pretty close to each other one just before covid uh, i was doing a labyrinth of lunacy uh game at uh, my local game store and across from me the whole night is this display of Marvel champions just like looking at me, staring at me. So of course I walked out with that. Uh, and then COVID happened and I ended up in surgery, just a, a finger surgery. And I was like flat on my back for a little bit. And I ended up with a Marvel Unlimited subscription to pass the time and started reading about that. Um, Daniel, I believe you said, hey, Steve's doing a podcast. I said, oh yeah, that's nice. He says, do you want to do this? I said, mm-hmm. I got. I don't have time. I just don't have time. I'll Wait a second. Wait a second. I have a lot of questions. You had finger surgery, but you were flat out on your back afterwards. A lot well, of drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot, oh, a lot okay. of drugs. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how that affected your. Canadian healthcare man. They like yeah. doped them yeah. up. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Canada. Yeah. They probably it's nice up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was your question. That was my question. <laughs> I was wondering. About it. I was trying to imagine you. Like not being able to walk on your fingers, but clearly I was in the wrong ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, no, I said no, no, I don't have time, but I'll I'll guest host, and so I came on for the Titania episode, and I think I might have been one other ones, and then eventually I relented. You wore me down, and I I hopped on. That was that, and uh, I was active in the Lord of the Rings community, and obviously Daniel and I were doing the Twitch. Steve, I'd known you for a while already, and it just worked out that way. It was a I knew you guys. I knew what I was getting into. And that was that. And here we are 200 episodes later. Nice. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's a lovely creative outlet. We just, we really just do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Talk about villains and, you know, a game like as, as part of your creative outlet. What, what more can you want right there to hang out and cat decks and setups. And if you're a Marvel fan, it seems like you got into, uh, Yeah. The uh, comics there for a little bit, so it's super fun. Yeah. Well, in, initially I was like, "Oh well, I'm not huge into the comics and stuff." They're, what are they going to do? Oh, they're going to do all the big ones first. That I don't really care about. Yeah, they'll they'll never get to Guardians or get yeah, first box after Red Skull. Right? It's it's the Guardians box. So of course I'm in. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I haven't I haven't met a gamer who doesn't like to talk about the games they play, and or discuss how a game went right um i think even the most introverted gamer out there is playing a game and wants to connect and talk to other people about the game even if it's the three other people that they happen to play with you know um even if it's a solo game and they're online and they're 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 reading about it or they're they're posting somewhere 
So being able to do this week after week after week after week and meet the community and talk to new players and be doing this with friends just like 200 times plus has just been a a real joy and a, and a blessing uh, in my you know in my life in my my gaming life and in my regular life so it's it's been amazing that's really sweet oh, yeah it was shoot I, uh I, we have a <laughs> reputation here <laughs> i'll edit that out somehow no yeah just cut it cut it cut it <laughs> i'll play some dramatic evil music over it okay. there you go there we go okay. yeah It'll just be static for a minute and then just <laughs> it cuts back to me saying that's sweet. And we'll go back. Well, actually, Steve, it goes with the ethos of this show, which is like, how do we connect with villains? Right. 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 You, you said something about connection and how people can do that. Well done. Nice. It's like, like a meta moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, that brings me to my next question for you all, which, you know, I know that you've all asked this of me and other guests you've had on the here as well. But I uh, this goes along really well with talking about connecting with villains and also getting to talk about your plays uh, or your playthroughs is uh, like, like you've asked is uh, who's your favorite hero to see lose and villain to see triumph as you're playing. I know you're obviously rooting for the villains no matter what as you're playing. So who are you looking forward to when you sit across the table from them? Okay, sure. Ooh, well, we, Daniel and I have this long standing. We love to see Tony Stark get his, uh, get his butt kicked. Uh, let's use a different one though. Let's. Uh, uh, oh, I think I think Iron Heart needs to go next. Mm. It's really? Just that. Yeah. Well, once she gets to beast mode, she's got to be taken yeah. down a couple notches. So yeah, I, yeah, I want to see see her lose a little bit because um, she's mm. holy crap. That power level is amazing. Uh, and as for heroes, who do I love to see win? I love seeing Loki win every time. Uh, the some of the big hitters that are are not surprising when they win, it's you know less less entertaining. But when Loki kind of comes out of there from nowhere, it's it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, Iron Man is the obvious one for me. But also, as a true villain, I really like when the icons of virtue get handed a butt whooping. So Captain America, it's fun to beat up on him too. Hooray! <laughs> you got my back on that one, Mustafa. He's a fascist. He deserves being beaten down. <laughs> <laughs> bold words um and uh, the, the villain i like well for me i love when rhino sneaks a win in oh yeah hands it like everybody's favorite punching bag mm-hmm. sometimes he just gets that advance at the right moment yep or sometimes someone gives him a uh, an infinity gauntlet <laughs> <laughs> turns out anyone with an infinity gauntlet's all right Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rooting for an underdog there with Rhino, right? Yeah, poor guy. He's just trying to break and take. He ain't yeah. Hurting yeah. Nobody. yeah. yeah. So I like to see those icons fall as well. Um, I think the one for me that the hero that I like to see get beat up and lose the most, actually, is the one who's always talking smack. He always has some quip he has to do. He thinks he's funny. So it's Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. Good one. Just he's constantly beating up, you know, his rogues gallery and scraping by and somehow winning. Uh, so I like to see him just lose. Um, but Steve, he's just a kid. I don't know who he is behind the mask. <laughs> I've never removed that mask, right? Fair point. So fair point. Fair point right? Could be anybody. Uh, 
And he rubs it in your face. He rubs yes! it in your face when he beats you. Yeah. 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 Especially when it's like six of you, it's you and five buddies fighting him and he still wins. It just feels just so much worse, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, on the flip side of that, I like to see uh, my favorite married couple who's just visiting, you know, on their honeymoon uh, win <laughs> and take down that Avengers Tower. So Proxima and Corvus. You know the two of them. If they if they can win and get rid of that eyesore, um, I'm all for that. So, I believe they are the the LCG's power couple, right? Uh, yeah, they're the definitely. most beautiful couple. The power, yeah, they're great in the LCG. Right. Yeah, yeah. Still waiting for some more uh, Titania absorbing man uh, tie-ins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can make it happen. That's the beauty of the game, Mike. Yep. Yeah. You can just make it happen. So awesome. So. You obviously have, you know, plenty of games under your belts here as well. Uh, and so I wanted to just ask, you've kind of gotten into this already, but some of your favorite memories from playing Ch- Marvel Champions slash making this podcast, you can you can go either way with it. It's What is your favorite memory since you started, you know, Critical Encounters? Wow. Okay, I have, wow. a, I have a gameplay one I'll bring up first, and then we'll give the guys a chance to think. Uh, and unfortunately, it is not with these guys. It is with friend of the show, board game lawyer. Hi, Bill. Uh, <laughs> we played a game of Mysterio with Mystique, and I was playing Star Lord. And the heroes did win in four turns, but in those four turns, Star Lord had revealed forty-seven encounter cards. Insane! It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. So that game will always stick out to me. So. It was uh, your screenshot of that at the end was <laughs> a, an amazing work of art. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so okay, that's my gameplay memory. Every card in the game, I think, was on the table. On the table at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, this is a wild array of color. It was pretty. Yeah. Right. And, and as for uh, recordings or episodes, I really enjoy like some of our very, very first interviews with ffg i think having you guys come on um sort of i don't know made us feel legitimate um it was like (laughs) we're doing we're we're doing something right they're coming on the show you know we're getting to know people uh that make the game that was really really exciting to me Um, yeah uh, we won't stop with just uh you know who's been on now this is my official call out to josh massey to come and hang out with you all uh i'll call him out at work as well but i know uh yeah i i'll do my best i'll i'll wrangle him awesome yeah part of your you know your shtick and your genius uh here steve is the ability to get uh all these people from ffg and or the community to actually come on the show and you know also show them a good time None of that would have happened because, like, I don't, I don't imagine me or Daniel, maybe Mike, if ever inviting anyone to the show. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> I I said maybe Mike. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you do invite people, but Daniel and I definitely wouldn't wouldn't think of it. But there'd be for different reasons, though, Mustafa. Me because I wouldn't know how. You because you just wouldn't want to. It's That's like right. A little different. Yeah. That's yeah. right. 
Uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that loops back to what I said before. Ga- gamers want to talk about the game that they like. So it's yeah. never been hard to get other people on. And I like to have other content creators uh, get their opinions, right? They're out there making YouTube videos or, you know, they're doing a podcast or they're writing articles. It's just fun to have, you know, to talk to them and, you know, um, mm-hmm. or, or just the, our loyal minions who listen to the show and want to come on and interact with us. And it's so much fun. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Steve, because one of my highlights is like all the people that will come on and do the lore segments for the Nemesis. I, I just think that that is so fun and cool that people are willing to do that and want to do that. Um, Recording-wise, episode 100 for me was just an absolute standout because it was kind of a, it was totally a community thing, and it made a it made me feel like oh, people really are listening and kind of care about this stuff. Um, and that was that was super cool. The sound bites and the and such, and I had a blast with the the um, the advent calendar of shows. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yes. that was that was a clever idea of Steve's, and it it allowed for some really wild um, and creative, you know, thinking on our part. And it was just, and again, it was also a community event. Um, yeah, th- those are those are my standouts. Just. People people listen to this thing and engage it. Now, Musafa has a joke that it's just Steve's mom who has 100,000 different accounts listening to us. Not a joke. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Musafa has a theory. <laughs> but I think, Steve, I don't think your mom lives in Chile. No, she's got so a good VPN, though. Nothing yeah, can explain that. VPN. VPN, yeah. Daniel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll, I'll echo that. Like Just being able to engage with the community and meeting some of these people in person. Love it, love it, love chatting about the show, and you know sometimes they'll come up to me and say, "Oh no, no, I'm sure you hear this all the time." No, it's I, I love chatting with with the viewers, and I love hearing what what they like, don't like, and it's nice getting that feedback because right now we're we're just talking to a robot, literally, that's recording us, and we're just saying whatever we want, and it's it's nice to, <laughs> to actually to actually see that people are actually enjoy this stuff. I think but you it, just hurt Craig's feelings. <laughs> you called him a robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a valuable member yeah. of the team. Yes. He, yeah, he's a valuable sentinel. Literally so. couldn't do it without him. <laughs> right, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh and, and thanks to everyone who's come on and been a part of our ridiculous script. <laughs> yes. And I said we do whatever we want. Yeah, we do whatever we want. And then we call people and we say read this and they go, Okay, and they just do it, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes when we say read this, we're like, make up a gag and pretend you're at a pawn shop. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Pretend werewolves are getting you. Pretend, like, yeah. Pretend you're the wrecking crew. Uh, Yeah. And sometimes Mike says to me, read this. It's lore. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. That was a long time. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Got me. Oh. That was great. Uh, My favorite moment gaming wise i don't know if this made it to the podcast maybe it did maybe it didn't but remember the time we tried to make the villain a player and we came up with rules for it Mm -hmm. um you know we kind of worked on the rules a little bit but you know we're no rule writing geniuses as it turned out because (laughs) the villain ended up being kind of too strong and i remember daniel rage quitting that game because i think he was on the hero team and he was getting really bashed in by super rhino that we had created <laughs> and he's like this is too much let's stop here i mean i agree with him but that i 
I felt that that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for bringing that painful yeah. memory back up. Did, did that make it onto the podcast or is it just us? Uh, so there's a well, we, with that. Yeah, well, we did a recording with Daniel like that. And then because we thought it was like we didn't record it, we didn't put it out there, right? Uh, we played it. And then we thought, oh, it's too hard. So we toned it down. And then we invited some friends on, some community members, to play it. And we ran it. And because we toned it down, the villain got trounced again. and was like, forget it. This is useless. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. After two tries. Well, we, we'd invited on like three pros with power decks. And, it and was we just, told them it was hard. It was, yes. yeah. 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 It was so manhandled. And we're like, wow. Okay. But I still think it's a good idea. And I would like to. I mean, yeah. thanks for bringing that back FFG. up. Like, yeah. cool. FFG, you're on, right? Do it. Because I think people <laughs> would love it. Have the villain be playable. Arch villain or something like that, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I yeah. think we'll only take 5% of the idea because we just told it to you. Um, <laughs> you know, now you know. We can even give you the cards for another 5% that we made that might need a little more development than fine-tuning, but it's pretty much done. I say it seems like it's done. Yeah, it seems like yeah. perfectly balanced here, right? But I'm I'm scrolling is, through the Google Doc right now. <laughs> it is still on YouTube, right? That that one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we bracketed it for you, so all you have to do is find the find the Goldilocks <laughs> stone in the middle. <laughs> easy, too hard. Yeah. Oh, here it is. We got, actually uh, the initial concept was called "Better Villains for a Better Tomorrow." That's awesome. Steve, That's trademark that right now. I'm going to go yeah. trademark. That was your name, BVBT. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, Mustafa, you, that was yep. you. Yep. I forgot that, but yeah, I'm I'm still going to go trademark it. <laughs> <laughs> Villains congregate. Um, <laughs> Recording-wise, I, I think the day we kind of fell into this what's on your mind thing completely by accident. I don't think oh, we were yes. planning it. Um, I wasn't intending it to be funny or, you know, a repeating f- um, part of the show, but I I don't I don't know why like, I don't know if people remember but or or care, but I kind of don't follow the script all the time. And <laughs> no. oh, come on, I think it just I was it just occurred to me to just start saying something weird. And I don't know whether the first one was um, the Dr. Evil monologue or the second one, but I remember launching into that and you guys weren't expecting it at all. And you cracked up. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, Dr. Evil. It was so gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think, like, issue three or something, I'm looking at the old show notes and it just says... Daniel asked Mustafa, what's on his mind? And there's just three <laughs> dots afterwards. <laughs> that was probably yeah. the first one right there. And we opened a door into maybe the most like revered segment of this show of all time. Not not like what it's become since Mustafa, but like folks still talk about you know, yeah. four years later, the what's on your minds tonight, the epic what's on your minds tonight for Mustafa. It is fantastic and it was a total accident or oh my god and the fact that they would range anywhere between like 37 seconds and 37 hours was the best part any topic too any topic any topic so anyone who like looked on their podcast feed and saw that the show this week was 47 minutes 
knew that's because Moose had talked for 20 and what's on your mind today. And the reason why this one is five hours long is because we have <laughs> True, true. Um, hey, oh. I, I, I really love talking to you guys all the time, anytime, but I have to go. So. Well, we love you. And thanks, thanks for so coming on. Yeah, thanks for being on. Have a good night, guys. Good and, night, Moose. You know, FFG, you better come up with that expansion and better name it. <laughs> better villain I'll, I'll fast word along. I got you. All right. <laughs> it was great okay. meeting you. Same here. Bye. Just like that, he's gone again. This is what he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, my final question for you all this fine uh, 200th anniversary uh, is we'd like to look towards the future, you know, as we're playing the games. It's always, you know, what's coming up? What's going to change? So who is your dream villain that you want to see show up in Marvel Champions? I have a particular role here on the show. Steve likes to call it everyman. Like, I, that's my job. I'm, I'm the everyman, um, which I think, Steve, tell me if I'm wrong, but that's, you just mean village idiot, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm supposed to react in such a way like the common person would to all these things. And as such... I'm actually not all that steeped on the lore, so which is why like someone like Mike can write a script that dupes me into saying that something is true when it's not, or or I can get corrected by some of our favorite minions out there. Like when I make up a story entirely like fictional about was it Yellow Jacket? That Scarlet Rhodey was like, Oh my god, someone's gotta fix this problem. Yeah, it was um, Yellow Jacket. Yep. Yeah. So that it was because of that failure of mine, Steve, I think is what how we got guests coming on to do our shadows of the past right yeah i think you're right like that was that was kind of the start of that like repair work from scarlet roadie thank you by the way um so what i really really want um is not necessarily a particular uh individual villain but i've said it you know a number of times on the cast i would like more prominent female villains um to appear in this game there there's plenty of minions and uh nemeses and stuff but like actual villains there's hella there's nebula who else do we got proxima proxima but proxima, you know she's right, part okay. of a pair yeah. right she's so you know I, I mean i first started thinking about that with madam hydra and you know way back then i'm like this would be an incredible like actual villain so i i would just like to i would like to see that net bigified um as FFG moves forward, as as this game moves forward with its villains, because we've done a lot of lore on on female minions and nemeses and villains and stuff, and like they just seem awesome, right? Yeah. Like you know, like the yeah. So that's that's my dream. It's nothing specific. That's why I thought maybe Steve, I should go first because I bet you and Mike have, like I said, an actual answer to the question. Oh, that's a good answer, though. That's a great answer. Okay, so what I would like. Because, and this ties into the whole community and playing with friends and playing with more people is I'd love to see an epic multiplayer scenario that would involve someone like Galactus or these massive threats, right? Like mm. we have them for Lord of the Rings. We have them for Arkham Horror. I, I don't see why we couldn't have them for Marvel Champions, um, Gen Con of this or that, right? These, these villains that are so huge that you can't just boil it down to like a solo game, right? Or, or a two player game where you could have Galactus or the swarm or, you know, like 
So I think something something huge like that would be really fun, and and that would be like my dream villain because then I could sit down with ten people and not just four and and have that that great that's a great idea, experience. So. Great idea. That's really cool. Uh, I think all the listeners are saying, "Oh, he's going to save the Magus," and yeah, you know what? I would not be unhappy with the Magus. He'd be awesome. He's amazing. Uh, possibly even stronger than Galactus. Uh, but I think I'm going to go the opposite of Steve. Steve wants grandiose. I'm going to go really small. And Sinister Motos was is a fan favorite. People love it. I'm thinking if another spidery thing comes out, throw in Pace Pot Pete, another community favorite. There he is. <laughs> yep. What does he do, Mike? Like, what's what would I mean? Uh, he's got literally a. <laughs> it's literally a super soaker filled with glue. His name gives it away. He, he just walks around the can of glue, glue, right? Yes, yes, but he's but he's got a backpack for it. Oh, and oh, no one ever told up. me he had a backpack. He's yeah, you no, know, he's got a backpack with this thing. He he's legit. He's got a costume. And Spider Man, like there's there's a, in the comic, he goes, "Who are you supposed to be?" Because I'm Pace Pop Pete. And then Spider Man just falls on the floor laughing. See, that's why he deserves to get punched and beaten. It is. Uh, it yeah. is. <laughs> but, so I I think he needs to be in this game. Yeah. Yep. A villain that's, that's... or a minion? I would like him to have his own mod set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either. Either. He would need like um, <laughs> custom sticky tokens, right? You've been pasted. Ooh. You put a little paste token on them or something. Yeah. And, and if something. they were tacky, if they were actually tacky. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We got to get Molly on that. Physically sticky tokens. That Physically <laughs> sticky tokens, yeah. Ruin your oh cards. The minute <laughs> touch them. For all the non sleevers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Truly villainous. Ace Pop Pete ruining everyone's collections. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for, you know, letting me come here and crash in your lair for a little bit and be a part of your 200th episode. I just wanted to swing by, but uh, I'll return the key here. And uh, uh, next time I'll not. just get in before, man. Keep it fine. Oh, yeah, just keep it. I appreciate it. I appreciate we it. We love I, having you in the lair. Absolutely. I, I I love uh, stopping by. It's just a great place. I love what you've done with the place. Honestly, it's just, it's Thanks. just a, it's gorgeous. I, do you have an interior decorator? Is that all you three or you like the spots, the spots ever? <laughs> <Are they> gorgeous. <laughs> I'm just glad so, we finally got the smell out. Yeah. Yeah. Does not smell. I, even from last time I was here, it's different on what you're doing. Oh, we got rid of the, we got rid of the sharks a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. kind of bringing some funk. It's true. Yeah, it's very 90s, too. You need to update the place every once in a while, right? Yeah, yeah. But thanks, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. Well, uh, thanks for having me. And, again, congratulations on 200, and we can't wait to see what you do with the next 100. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks, Xander. Well, that was unexpected. Yeah. Wow. We we had two people show up. That was fun. All right, what's uh, what's next? We're on segment ten. Hey, hey. is Noah gonna question where Mustafa went or came from? Is he just like always hiding out in the lair? Uh, we'll, we'll ask him again at three hundred. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. He's superpowered. Don't forget. Oh, right, right. Yeah, what is next? Segment ten. Okay, we are gonna play a game. I don't know how this game is gonna go. It's like a trivia game. It's a game show. <laughs> it's Daniel versus Mike. Oh, it's well, like... I can tell you how it's going to go. Oh, no. no. no I'm going to get think... my arse kicked by Mike. I, 
I don't think so. I think this is even oh. footing between the two of you for this one. How are you uh, handicapping, Mike? <laughs> so, well, this is going to be a classic Wheel of Misfortune style game. Oh, I okay? like that. Okay. Where I'm the host, and this game relies on spelling and typing that I've what? done. Okay. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Say that again, Steve. That yeah. Spelling yeah. and typing that you've done? That's based on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> oh, <laughs> so we're gonna play a little bit like uh, you know the game Hangman, where you, with okay. a word or a phrase, oh, it's gonna be a no. bunch of blanks. You have to fill in the letters. <gasps> you gotta try to guess the word or the phrase. I can okay. give clues as we go along. Okay. This will take a little bit of maneuvering with the chat, our, our chat window, so you can see the blanks and stuff. And you'll guess a letter. Okay. I will attempt to add it to the spelling. And then you can guess the word if you think you can get it. And then the next, if you get it wrong, the next guy goes. No. Just back and forth. Okay. So, Steve, are these words as you spell them or words? So, they are, they're going <laughs> to, they are words <laughs> as spelled. But as you give me the letters, if I put them in the right spot, I'm going to try to put, just do it by memory. Okay. Oh. So, once, once we get started, so um, we'll see how that goes. Okay, cool. So there could be typos and spelling <laughs> mistakes in there. Ah, Mike, uh, good luck. Yeah. All right. I, I Steve, this is great because I have zero idea what to expect. Uh, me too. This so, is awesome. All okay. right. Cause you, yeah, because you guys spell words different than we do. All right. So to begin with. Hint number one. Okay. Every word in the game is the name of a card or of in Marvel Champions. Okay. 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 So, okay. all right, we're, we're playing Wheel of Misfortune Marvel Champions Edition. Got it. All right. Um, and we're going to start with, this is a core set card. Daniel, why don't you go first? All right, Steve. Um, Steve, why don't you give me an E? Do we have to buy vowels? Nope. Okay. It's more like, <laughs> a, more like Hangman than uh, yeah. Wheel of Fortune, really. There are two E's. Position six and eight. Okay. And now Daniel can guess the word if you want to try it. Wow. All right. I got, I hit twice. It, I got 25% of the letters. Well done. So for folks who are listening on the audio, um, if you were to check out our YouTube channel, I will be post, I will be showing this on the screen mm. on the YouTube. Uh, so you might want to flip over to it just for this segment. I know that's not ideal for everyone. But you could go over to our YouTube channel, which Mike will tell you about, I don't know, two hours from now, and you'll be able to follow along. And folks, Mike and I in this game, the podcast, promised to take four seconds to solve the clue after getting our letters. Hey, this is Editor Steve from the future. I've decided to leave the following segment in the audio because... You might not have the time to go over to the YouTube channel, but you just want to listen and hear us play. So if you don't want to listen and hear us play, I suggest skipping ahead 15 minutes to time 147. An hour and 47 minutes. And you'll be on past this segment. and You could go back to the YouTube and watch it there if you like. Thanks. Mike, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride for your next letter, Mike. So I, I get to say a letter and then guess? Okay. Uh, let's 
go with M because there's lots of marvels. <laughs> okay. There's one M. One M. Oh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. All right, Daniel. You can give a letter, and then I'll give you a clue. How about that? Tell you what, I'm, just give me an R, Steve. Ooh, there are no R's. <gasps> I know it. I know oh. it. He knows it by no R's? Okay, so I have four seconds to come up with. I'm out. Steve, I would like to solve the puzzle. Oh, okay, go for it. Is it Stampede? It is Stampede. Oh! Very good. Boom. One point for Mike. Points. Mike gets one. <laughs> Wait a minute. What a surprise. I lost a trivia contest about Marvel. Uh... Yeah, well, I figured as an English professor, you could spell. No, I can't spell. <laughs> okay. You know, the reason I can't spell is I've been, I've been reading so much of your writing, Steve, that I just oh. I don't know what's right and wrong uh, bl- anymore. Blame me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to number two. This is going to come from the Mutagen Formula Pack. Mutagen? Oh, it's geez. two words. Can you tell there's a blank there? It's yep, the lower yep, one. Yep. yep. Two words. Six letters, four letters? What? Right? Mm. Or seven letters, four letters? Seven letters, blank, four letters. And Mike, since you won, you get to start. Cool, I'd like to solve the puzzle. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is it Pumpkin Bomb? It's Pumpkin Bomb. Oh my goodness. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Wow. Okay. Let's just move on to number three. We'll keep this going. Uh, this, is, this is from the Wrecking Crew oh my God. pack. Okay, and I'm going to let Mike go first because he, he got it right. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, let's start with E. Let's, I don't have it off the bat. That's six letters. Six letters. He's got an E. There's an E in there. Huh. Uh, go ahead, Mike. What do you got? Four seconds. Yeah, no. Pass. All right, Daniel. Oh, he passed. All right. Well, I'm going to say. Give me an S, Steve. There are no S's. (gasps) There are no S's? No. You can still guess the answer if you want to try it. Um, One word. One word. From the Wrecking Crew pack. Oh. Oh. Okay. There. Can I give Mike a clue? Well. No, it's, I just can't remember it, but it's it's like, uh, all right, you know what, uh, pass. pass. We said four okay. seconds, sorry. Shall I give a clue? Since we no, both, no, no, Mike, you can't give a clue to Mike. Okay, all right, because he has points. All right, Mike, guess a letter. C. C? Yeah. There's no C. Okay. C like as in Z? No. C as in <laughs> ABC? In Crockery? Crockery? Oh. Yeah, no C. No Z either. Uh, nope. There's no C or Z. Nope, got nothing on this. Okay. Daniel, can I give you a clue? It is the name of a treachery card. Okay, okay. Um, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Oh. So right now all we have is an E in the yep, second yep. to last place. Uh, Marvel, I'm going to say M for Marvel. There are two M's. No. What? Oh, Pummel. Pummel is correct. Nice. Very good. 
Very good. Take that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Mike. All right. <laughs> oh, look who needs letters to solve the clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pumpkin bomb. That was good, man. If I had gone first, I guarantee you, folks, I would not have jumped on Pumpkin Bomb. <laughs> that that was good. Alright. What do we got next? Alright, Rise of Red Skull modular or uh, pack. Rise of Red Ooh. Skull. It's two words. It's five letters, six letters. Daniel, you're going first. Rise of Red Skull, huh? Okay. Yep. Um five and six. Yep. Give me an give me an A, sir. All right, there there's definitely some A's. Okay, that's comforting. One in each word. One in oh, each word. Which is no, four. Right. And oh man, four. he already knows it. Right, well, you still your turn to guess. No, I don't already know it. I thought it was something else, but uh, I thought it was a Hydra something. But there's there's no A at the end. Um, dude, uh, I'll yeah, pass. Pass. All right, Mike. But I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Do we need a clue? No, it's just Mike's first try. Oh, it's this Mike's first, yeah, first try. This is my first try. Okay, let's okay. go. Let's go S. There is an S. It's an S. So the S is at the end of the first word. Ha. Ha ha ha. I don't play enough of this one. Now, Steve, these are are these encounter cards? It could be anything. No, only vil- only Cards that we would have talked about on the show. I'm not going to do any hero cards. So there All are right. encounter cards, villain cards, uh, stuff like that, right? Just show stuff that we would talk about. Okay, I pass. All right. So I'm going to give you a clue. It's okay. the name of a minion. Name of a minion. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it, he knows Wait, it already, doesn't no, he? No, it doesn't work. Or does it? Oh, or is it Steve's spelling? does it? Is this Steve's spelling? Uh, all right, it might so... just be the game. <laughs> it might just be the editing here. <laughs> um. All right. So the red skull. There's a bunch of you know. Give me a um. Give me a Steve. I want a V, as in there's, Victor. There's no V's. That's the correct post. Is it is it is Zola, is it Zola's mutate? Correct. Zola's mutate without punctuation. So. Yeah, there there was uh, not enough letters in that last one. Uh, that was an yeah. error. Yeah, that's, that's what I okay. screwed my typing up. Yeah, no, but that's part of the game, right? It's part that of the game. Would, that is one of the few Steve, minions. How would yeah. Steve have done this? That yeah. is one of the few minions I remember because I had to rhyme it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, I had to sing it then. That's right. That's right. I had to go with Zola. Something Zola. All right, Mike, you ready? Here we go. That's tricky. That's tricky. So we are now into, into the Kang scenario pack. Number five hey. here. And it's a very large one, two, three, ah. eight, eight letters. It's eight and four. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. Is there an E? Yes, there is an E. Let's see if I can put it in the thing right. It's the second character. Huh. That's it? That's it. <laughs> one That's E. Really? One E. Uh, it's eight and four, huh? Two words. Yes. Okay, I pass. All right, Daniel, pick a letter. Don't overthink it. Keep going. Don't overthink it. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't want to waste any time. You sure there's only one E? There's only one E. Okay. Something's Uh wrong. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, there's only one E in Steve's spelling. Um, how about uh let's go another uh another vowel. Could I please get I? You cannot. There are no eyes. There's no eyes. No eyes. What the heck? So I'm gonna say if you don't get the vowel, the letter right, we just immediately skip to the next guy. How's yeah, that? yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, you're up. Is there an A? There is an A. There you go. What? So blank E-A. Yep, blank E-A. Five letters and then another word. Yep. And this is from Kang? Yes. The Kang scenario pack. What? Uh, hmm. I mean, half those cards have Kang in the title, and there's clearly no Kang here. There's no Kang here. Okay, I, I, I pass. All right, Daniel. All right, I'm going to give you, it's a minion. It is a minion. Minion. And it's two words? Yep. Oh, oh, okay, then I know. All right, well, do you want to guess the letter, or do you just want to go for it? I'm going to go for it. Okay. The only thing that I can think of that has EA there is Death Hunt, like 9,000. Correct. Death Hunt, 9,000? Yep, with the numbers. (laughs) Uh, Um, That's funny. That's tricky that... um, you would ask no. us to make numbers. Yeah, well, of course, I'm a villain. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah, I'm like, like E-A, E-A. There's no yeah. E-A or I in that last word. Okay. Yeah, right. when I was with you, Mike, I was like, all right, I'm trying to, f- what are all the King variants in that set? And I can yep. think of the Conqueror, the, yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, I also see. like how there's not enough letters in Death Hunt. Yep, it's Death Hunt. Oh, yeah, Death Hoon, yeah. It's yeah. Death Hoon 9, yeah. I went on the EA there. That was it. All right. I'm going to skip ahead a tiny bit, okay? Okay. So this, the, we, we don't have to do all of these that I have. But, all right, so we're going to move on. And this is a nemesis, okay? A, a nemesis. nemesis. And, Daniel, you have it to start with. It's a three-letter word followed by a five-letter word. The... Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, why don't you give me, please, an E? You've got it right there. Really at the not. end of the first word. Um, I'm gonna guess the Zizix. It is not the Zizix, Mike. Oh my gosh, I have to remember all these little nemeses. It's uh, it's definitely the Magus. It is the Magus. Oh, Very it's good. the Magoos. It's the Magoos. Yeah, no, yeah. All right, good job, Mike. Okay. Mike got that one. Also writing down the scores. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to skip ahead a little bit again. Uh, and here we go. Let's see. So, Mike, this is you. And this is coming from the Hood pack. Okay. Ooh, okay, let's go. And that's five, five letters, space, six letters. Yep, five, then six. There's a lot of cards in that pack. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's do O. Let's start with O. Nope, no O's. <laughs> well, I guess it's your turn, Daniel. <laughs> wow. It's not his um. pistol. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Steve's a bad speller, but I don't think even he bad. would miss up uh, Mr. Hyde. So, um, is he from that? He's from Hyde, isn't he? He's, he, he is, is from that, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Um, I'm going to go T. Give me a T. No T's. Wow. Whoa. Mike, 
Is there an A? There is an A. There's one A. One O. Oh. The second letter of the first word. Oh, bloody hell. Bloody hell. So many of those sets have these minions. Oh, I bet you it's one of those min- minions. You think it's like, a minion? Well. And where is this from again, Steve? No, I, I'm going to pass. Okay. Boy. I can narrow That's, it down. If, are we at narrow down time? Uh, I started. So, no, Daniel gets one more pick. Daniel gets one, and then we'll narrow it down. Okay, go ahead. Pick a letter. Oh, give me an um, give me an M. Okay, there are two M's. There's two M's. Two oh. M's. The first letter of each word. Okay, so this M. is clearly spelled by Steve again. Madame Mask. Yes. Nope. What? What? That is, oh no, because there's no other A in there. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna narrow it down. It's the name of a treachery card. Uh. Oh, Mike's turn. Mike's turn. There is an E. All the way at the end. That's Madame Mask, but you forgot all the A's in the sixth letter. No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) What the hey? Okay, wait, wait. Uh, Wait, wait. No, no, no. No, no. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Nope, nope. It's. It's the seventies porn treachery. It's um It is. It's magic it, muscle. It yes, you got it. <laughs> the seventies porn treachery. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh shall we do one more of these? Sure. Alright, we're sure. gonna do our last one. Uh who won that? Mike did, right? Yeah. Mike. Well, of course Mike won. Alright, so this He's is the only one I know who knows seventies porn. That's right. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we're in we're in the sinister motives. I'm gonna move on. Sinister motives, Mike. It's on to you. Okay, blank, we're gonna blank, blank. It's two words, four letters, blank, two letters. What? Um, I. No, Daniel. Um, K. No, mm. Mike. There's got to be a vowel in there. E. Yes, there is an E in the second spot of the first word. Uh, uh wow. Go ahead, Daniel. S. No. Mike. A. Yes. The last letter of the first word has an A. Blank Where's e, this blank from? A. Uh, Sinister Motives. Campaign box. Sinister Motives. It, this e. is going to have another let number in it. <laughs> Would I do that twice? <laughs> yes. Uh, pass. Daniel. L. Nope. Mike, you were you were thinking hello, weren't you? Wrong box. Wrong box. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there an O? No. Oh, he is. Daniel he did do it. He did do it. I'll give you a clue after this. Who who started? Who went first? Mike did. Okay. Mike. Daniel, one more one more letter here, and then we'll see. Um, M. No. All right, Mike. It is a treachery card. Okay. <laughs> uh, is there a C in it? There's no C. Daniel, I'm going to give you an additional clue. Okay. This is from the Mysterio scenario. Oh, um, oh, Steve, can I get a V as in Victor? Yes, you can. First letter of the second word. Deja vu. You got it. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. All right. Nicely done. Well, there we go. Um, so folks on the recording of the audio show probably heard the first one 
And then the last one, if you're really interested in seeing the rest of it, go over to the YouTube, watch the game. We only do eight of these, so you can scroll over to it, but it's more visual. You really want to be watching it. So uh, check out our YouTube to see the rest of the game. Oh, you cut out my big moment? I didn't cut it out. I just featured it in one spot. Yeah, and actually probably what I'll do is I'll feature this segment in one of our little side thingies too, so you don't have to watch the whole show. You could just watch this one. Yeah, absolutely. You can watch lots of stuff on our YouTube channel too. So, well, that was fun, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. That was great. Yeah, I didn't even screw it up too much. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> our, before I tell you what the prizes that you've won for winning the game, oh. uh, we have a soundbite here from our friends Rowan and Will. Oh, hey, people, people that I invited on the show. Just a phone. Yeah. So. Let's give a let's give a listen. This is Rowan. And this is Will. We want to congratulate you on your two hundredth episode. We know that it's hard work representing those poorly and criminally misunderstood, but keep up your efforts. Oh wow, thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Short and sweet. That's right. Alright, the winner They're so great. Our... They're so oh, great. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we've had them on a few times, so had them on, met them in real life. They're just absolutely wonderful. And there's hope to see him at Con Heroes. So, yeah. All right. So the winner of our game, which was Mike. What? Gets... Yeah, yeah. What well, an absolute surprise! So the winner gets the home game version, and this is where I will come to your house, and you have to feed and take care of me. Yay! Oh, oh. is he potty trained? Nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Steve. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's move on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, segment, what are we, 11? Yeah. Wow, look at this. We're flying. What's this? Hey, it's a soundbite from the winning hand. I went on their show. Good stuff. Why don't we listen? Today we are here with the Winning Hand crew and we are going to talk about an encounter card for the first time to celebrate this 200th episode of Critical Encounters. The card we are discussing is Overwhelming Force. It is a treachery card from the standard two set. It reads, when revealed, discard the highest cost upgrade or support you control. If no card was discarded this way, this card gains surge. It has a boost ability. Give the villain one additional boost card for this activation, and it has two boost icons in addition to that boost symbol. So the art definitely does look overwhelming. It's Spider-Man fighting Electro. Uh, so he's got, you know, electricity, lightning bouncing off everywhere. The colors contrast really well to Spider-Man's red. It, it engulfs the entire frame, which I very much enjoy. So it, it really gives off that kind of overwhelming feeling. I think it yeah. works for exactly what the title of the card is. I think it's great. Yeah, I love this art. I think it's really great. You feel the pain of the electricity hitting Spider-Man. It's really right, right on theme, I think. Overwhelming force, it's supposed to hit you and hit you hard, and you're supposed to really feel it. I think the heroes really feel this one. The electricity is all over from the art. It discards the highest cost upgrade or support control, which is often painful. That's your Quinn Carrier, your Avengers Mansion. All those crucial things that you have, they go out the window. So that's great. If you're Quicksilver, there goes your friction resistance. This War Machine, really there goes one. your chassis. Yeah. There goes my symbiote suit. 
Exactly. Usually it's a great when it one hits. to slap against the heroes. And the boost ability is also really bad. So an additional boost card on top of two boost icons, nasty. Very, very nasty, especially in standard two, because that gives you another chance to get overkill, which may which may screw up those those dumb heroes. What about power? As far as the power of this goes, um, I think it lives up to the name. Whenever it is revealed, those devilish heroes always lose something very important to them. And I think that's that's really the mark of a good encounter card. Is it it's never wasted. Hundred percent agree. So in this rapid fire episode, we've done art, theme, power. Now let's combine the fun and the final score and just run it down. I will start. It's awesome. It hits the heroes where it hurts the most. It hits them hard. Even if it whiffs, it surges. So it's never a complete waste. I love seeing a good hero get slapped down with this. Like we talked about War Machine, Quicksilver, any of those heroes. They can eat their words and get hit with overwhelming force. (laughs) I give this 9 out of 10. I think I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to give this a 9.5 out of 10. It's nearly a perfect encounter card. Any hero who's dumb enough to try standard 2 will always feel the wrath of this card at least once. I'm also going to give it a 9. It, it it really does just feel like a huge slap in the face like you mentioned before. Even if you don't have a high cost supporter upgrade, like this is just getting rid of any upgrade or support you control. Having two boosts in addition to another boost card, yeah, this wouldn't be fun to be used against but it would be it it is fun it is a fun card overall to see so overall we love this card from a villain's perspective and all from all of us at winning hand to you at critical encounters congratulations on 200 episodes that is an incredible achievement and hopefully you manage to discard plenty of hero supports and upgrades along the way congrats guys congrats very overwhelming That was stellar. Now, Steve, I'm a little bit worried because (laughs) do they always do bad guy cards or are they mostly good guy cards? No, that's the first encounter card they've ever done in honor of us. Thank goodness, because those are three informed gentlemen that all could take my job. Well, (laughs) I don't know about that, but (laughs) I do. I do. That's like a taste of the show, right? Like that's the show over there. So, you know, that sounds people, awesome. That was great. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And uh, oh, coming up in the future, we will be having boom guy on our show. So get a chance to chat. With great. Awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. I like I like the music. I like the format. That's fantastic. All right. Segment 12. Whoa, the penultimate. This is a good one. This is probably the one the community's been waiting for. We made you wait hours. I love it. Hours. Uh, This is the the survey. Survey results. Wait, Mike, what survey are you talking about? Steve sent this survey out and people filled it out. And I haven't read it yet. So this is going to be totally new to me. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, we asked folks to uh, take the survey. People took the survey. This might be the survey that we have had the most amount of answers on. So six? Eight. Eight? Uh, oh, my God. Um, so we're gonna, I'm going to run through. I'm going to ask you guys what you think that some of the answers might be or what your personal answer. Maybe, maybe you would give us your personal answer. We see if you meet up with the community. Oh. I will do that for a little bit, and then we'll just sort of all talk about the answers at a certain sure. point. Okay. Sure, that's fine. 
All right, so we started with some easy stuff. What is the community's current, current favorite scenario to play? So this is sort of like the community's top three. What do we think, Daniel? What do you think is one they might have given as an answer? All right, so, you know, uh, I think that everybody enjoys... Um, you know, I'm going to choose the one that I played live with a friend of the show, James, who's Darcy on Discord, and and two other folks talked about it before. I think Mansion Attack. Oh, very good. Mansion Attack was the number two chosen. Oh wow! No, it was. A, I had a lot of fun with them, so I just assumed it was fun in general. Yeah, not wrong. Right on. Uh, okay, what do you think, Mike? Then I mean, give us one. Well, but I would have said that. Uh, I mean. Would they have played the newer ones as much as the older ones? Are, are our listeners all caught up? I'm just going to go real simple and say mutagen formula. Yep. Number one. You got it. Really? Yeah. Uh, over 15% of the responses came in as mutagen. The, and that was the current favorites. And the number three on that list was Magneto. Well, Steve... Okay, that's really surprising. Yep. And, and current, right? So maybe everybody's playing mutants right now because you know mutants are the big thing and they really like that so now what does it say about this game steve you're you're a pundit you're a a a learned man in in this universe mutagen formula is number one like what does that say i think it tells us people want to be goblins okay they want to be our goblins no i i think mutagen is still (laughs) it's still difficult it's still a challenge uh, it has a lot of minions. It's doing some different things. Um, it's a big beat em up against an iconic villain. Yeah, and there's some nostalgia there. Like, yeah. Well, well, how about you two? When is the last time you played it? I mean, with all the content that comes out, all the new stuff, like, do you return to this one? Do you? I haven't played it in a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm just go really surprised that, and, and maybe this speaks to some, you know, some other wider kind of meta thing, but. I'm I'm incredibly shocked by this answer because I you know I think of everyone listening as not I don't know not you're you're playing the most new thing and like that's old. <laughs> See, that's, yeah. that's what I thought. Like it's old because yeah. everyone's got it. Maybe everyone's got keeping it. Keeping up with every little box and and I definitely have oh, fond yeah. memories of it. I've never not enjoyed a game of that. It gets it kicks my butt all the time, or did back in the day. And but it's been a long time since I played it. I mean, it's a great scenario. So I was just really surprised to hear that. Okay. Yeah, Mike might have a point. Um, maybe people don't have everything. So no, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm thinking the handful of nerds that listen to us, though. I mean, yeah, they probably have it. They so. probably have everything. <laughs> All right. So that was our favorite scenario. Who do we think they said was the hardest set of villains? Our their top three. Oh, uh, Ronin. Ronin, right? Yeah. Ronin made it. Yeah, like sixty four percent of the vote went to. Ronin. Right, so, Mike, let's let's go beyond Ronin. So, yeah. Um. Okay, who are the other end of campaign? Things? End of campaign think... guys. There's Red Skull. There's Goblin Loki, Venom. Goblin Venom. Loki. Magneto. I personally oh, think Magneto is the toughest of the group. If you're not counting Ronin. I'm going to go wild card in this one, Steve, and say Nebula. Well, Nebula came in number four with seven. Oh, okay. Of the vote. Yep. Um, so got Nebula's number four. Ronan is number one. And Mike, who are you going to say? Uh, I thought Magneto. 
Magneto's not on the list. <gasps> wow. Okay, so Nebula was number four at okay. 7%. Loki at three okay. with 9%. Venom Goblin with 16%. Then Ronan at 64%. Yeah. Venom uh, Goblin? You said Magneto, huh? Let's see. I mean, could just be. It's the new thing. Not everyone has it. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Magneto did receive one vote. So. <laughs> the one person who has the pack. Yeah. It's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> no, interesting. That's those are interesting results. Because you know, I remember we talked about Venom Goblin and how you could kind of the way it's written, cheese him a little bit to make him a little less hard. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so then we asked people, what, like, what difficulty are they playing it on, right? Because that can make a big difference. Mm. Um, so what do we think? Who, what's the most popular? We, we asked, you know, standard, standard two, expert, expert two, or something else. <laughs> I think standard is still probably the number one most popular way to play it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. yep. 59.5%. Yep. I know that, you know, if, I mean, when I play these these things first. My first ever run through of a thing. I want to know the story. I don't want to get beat down. I play standard. Yep. And so do most people. I want, yeah, I just want to get a sense of the campaign and then realize, as we've talked about in all of our YouTube shows about our campaigns, we're like, guys, we really should have played this on expert. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's experts how you should play it. I like standard what, when you're short what on campaigns time. Campaigns are designed for. You know, keeping your hit points and your yeah, but mm-hmm. okay. um. So then, expert came in at a second place with twenty six percent of the votes. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Then it was standard two with seven okay. percent of the vote. Um, one person said they play expert two as their favorite difficulty, and then we had a couple people. Uh, well, we had somebody say that they like to play with the expert villain, but without the expert modular set. Oh, that's a good idea. That's yep. a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. someone else said they like to play expert with a little difficulty bump, like the Infinity Gauntlet or a very difficult modular, something along those lines. Sure. That just speaks to the beauty of the game. Yeah. The, the adjustability of challenge is incredible in this one. Yeah. Oh. All right, so then we went and asked folks for their favorite campaign box, the overall box, meaning the heroes that come in it, the campaign scenarios, the villains, like the, way, the, whole, the whole box, right? The way Everything that, like, experience works and all that, right? All of it. Right. Okay. Um, so this was a little difficult because of the way that there was a lot of ranking and sort of stuff like that. So, but overwhelmingly... The number one top spot for overall box was the Sinister Motives. I was going to guess you didn't let me. Yep. Unsurprising, oh. but yeah. Unsurprising, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then Rise of Red Skull seemed to have the most number two votes with number ones added on. So like that seemed to be like the next overall favorite box. Interesting. Um, yeah. Huh. I would have really thought Mad Titan. Well, um... Mad Titan Shadow did not get a single number one vote. Wow. Like, no one chose it as their number number one favorite campaign box. But it also did not receive any votes for their least favorite sure. campaign okay. box. Okay. Somewhere in the middle? 
Uh, and Rise of Red Skull also did not get a single vote for last place box. But all the other boxes, other than Mad Titan Shadow and Rise of Red Skull, did get a vote at some point. That's that really it was, interesting. It was okay. their last one. Um, can we guess what the obvious last place vote was then? Mike's so favorite, Galaxies. Galaxies. So most, disappointed. Galaxy's most worthless. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, sorry, Mike. I mean, in the middle was like the core, Mad Titan Shadow, Mutant Genesis. They all sort of somewhere scored in the center. It was kind of difficult to work out all the points there, but could have gone anyway for, you know, three, four, and five spots. So, Okay, so the same question, but just the campaign story and style. Not the, not the heroes, not even the villains, just the campaign story and style. So this one more includes like how XP works and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. It's specifically just how XP works. Oh, interesting. Okay, then I really like the reputation track. I wouldn't be surprised if that one wins again. It, it did win again. Yep. Yeah. Way, way out in front. Again, Rise of Red Skull made a strong showing for number two, which was oh. a little surprising to me as well. Um, and maybe there's some nostalgia there. And the Galaxy's Most Wanted, again, had had more votes for last place than any of the rest of them. And that's just based on the market. So I think really? the market's kind of lame. But What? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Huh. I, my personal number one, actually, is Shadow because it's achievement-based. Do it, get the thing, do it, get the thing. Do it, yeah. get the thing. Like, yeah. you know, you earn it. So, okay, and all all the rest of the campaigns were somewhere in the middle. So, sure. you know, they, it's really the tops and bottoms that are but, easier. Uh, yeah, to look at. I've never met anyone who didn't say high praise for the reputation track and that idea. Well, we have a clip here. Shall oh. we listen to? Uh, you guys, remember Sanyo? Of course. Yeah. We have a clip from Sanyo. Hey, Critical Encounters crew, this is Ryan. Uh, I've been on a couple episodes now, but I wanted to congratulate you guys on 200 episodes. That is awesome. I think you guys do an incredible job every week keeping the community satiated, even during all those dry spells that we've experienced in the past. I talk as if I've played the game for more than this calendar year. Either way, 200 episodes, that's great. I know that my favorite memory from the show is probably going to be witnessing the while uh, debate live as we were recording the episode that will stick with me for a long time. But I will also say that I just love when you guys talk about campaigns and have your big wrap up because it's always a nice episode to listen to after I've experienced a campaign to just think back to go like, was my experience the same? Maybe I was playing a villain wrong. Maybe I was playing a villain with just the right deck, and I can sort of like feel the opposite of however you guys felt. And the other thing that I really love about your show is that you have people that make the game on. That is so interesting to me just to hear every la layer of the process, whether it be how they design the game, the graphic design behind it, the typesetting, and just the inner machinations of how Fantasy Flight makes the game that we all come here every week to hear you guys talk about. So I am actually going to keep it brief this time and just say congratulations. And I 
Hope to see you guys again sometime soon. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Thank Dang, you. beautiful. Thank you. And he he brought up while Steve. What? Oh, uh, I'll cut that up. Uh, <laughs> you know, the more I've thought about it, the more I have realized that Steve, mm-hmm. you and the people on your side of of it all are right. Um, you're so effing wrong about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? So I, I, I'm just uh, just staggered by that. Speaking of wrong. We ask people about their he- favorite heroes. Ugh. Wrong. Ugh. Ugh. Right? Wrong. Right, wrong. Right, wrong. <laughs> um, well, I hope their three. Their, I hope their favorite three are my favorite three. All right. What do you think their favorite three are? I don't know. Uh, Iron Man. Not on the list. Thank God. You know what? Spider. Thank you, community. Thank you. I'll remember Spider. that. What'd you say, Mike? Spitter. Spitter. Also not on the list. Really? Wow. Yep. Um, so, okay. All Just right. looking at their tops. Who do Pick people one. like? Now, do people like fun or do they like overpowered? Do they like, you know, I'd, I shudder to think that uh, Dr. Strange is a favorite. So here's the question that we asked. For yeah, a wait, moment, that this will help. For a moment, let's pretend we like the so-called heroes. Who oh. is your current favorite hero to play? Ms. Marvel. Uh, also didn't make this list. <laughs> well, I don't know. What, what's interesting is that mutagen formula does, but Ms. Marvel doesn't. Okay. I know. Um, that's a good, that was a good guess, Mike. Um, yeah. I, bet people like, I bet people like Phoenix. Also not on this list. What are people playing? I mean, people, people have there, – there was a vote for Ms. Marvel. There was a vote for Phoenix. Sure. You know, okay. like even like Quicksilver got a vote. Um, I guess Ms. Farvel well, had you know two, what? two votes. You know what, but... Steve? When you tell me what the highest hero got for vote count, I'll know exactly who it is. 10.5% per, 10. of the community voted for two different heroes. They tied. 10.5%. Yes, voted for the two different heroes. They, you know, there's two of them. They both tied at 10.5%. Wow. All right, then I'm going to say... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about myself here, Steve. I'm going to go... They all thought it was Scarlet Witch. No. <sighs> nope. Storm. Let's start at the bottom of this list. How about that? Okay. We'll build up. 5.3%. We had a tie between Rocket and Spider Woman. Wait, Rocket? Rocket, Rocket and Spider Woman. Yeah. Yes, Rocket and Spider Woman. Okay. One of those is actually fun to play. The other is Rocket. <laughs> I, I like Rocket. Rocket's fine. He's a, he's a one-trick raccoon. Yeah, I, it's true. For a Spider Woman, you can actually enjoy the. I, never mind. You know what? <laughs> Play your own game, everybody. Love what you love, right, Mike? We'll move up a tier. <laughs> Three of these characters tied at seven point nine percent. Okay, and it's a trio of ladies. Was I right with one of mine? What was one of yours? I said Scarlet Witch and Storm. Storm is correct. Storm is in there. Yep, Black mm-hmm. Widow. Black Widow is in there. Yep. Oh, nice. Okay. She's my favorite. And the last one is Rogue. So. Oh. Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. All right. So our top two tied at 10.5%. Ironheart. Cyclops. Weird. Okay. okay. Current 
A lot of X Men right. getting played, right? Right. Okay. Cyclops. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Um, here's a category I think that will be a little easier to answer. At least a few of them. Who's the most overpowered of the heroes currently? Um, Ironheart. Number two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is Cyclops I, you know, on there? Who? Is Cyclops on there? Nope. I don't know that I feel that Doctor Strange is anymore, but I bet people still feel that way. So I'm going to say he's number one. Yeah, he's number one, fifty-eight yeah. point five percent. Yeah. Yeah. But do you guys agree? Like, you know, I pl- I've actually resented him when he came out, and then the game has gone on and on and on. He's good, but he's I haven't gone back and played him in a while, so maybe I'll have to he, see if he holds up. He's he's aged somewhat. So I think is I mean, handing out stuns confuses and toughs all day long still is gonna do pretty good in the game. I no, guess. no, I'm not saying like yeah. I'm just saying like solo you can have a more trickier time with him than maybe we thought when he first came out. So number three is Spider Ham at thirteen point nine percent, which is pretty amazing. And then there was some honorable mentions for Domino, Miss Marvel, Shadowcat, Wolverine, and anybody playing leadership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Thanks, yeah. Will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite aspect. What do we got? Uh, probably leadership. Protection? I feel like we're undervalued, so it's probably leadership. Yeah. Well, justice and protection tied at 29%. Wow. And leadership came in at 21%. Poor aggression. Yeah, 16% for aggression. And one person voted for the pool aspect, which isn't out yet, so. (laughs) At least at the time of this survey. You know what's interesting about aggression? So, how do you make something that is about punching people in the face more interesting than just that? Right? Like, every other aspect has more nuance to it, right? Whereas, and I actually think aggression has more nuance to it, too, but the fact that it's named aggression, it makes you think it's sort of a one-trick kind of thing. Some people just want to hit stuff. Yeah, I just feel like people think play-wise, it's the least interesting aspect. And maybe that's true, but I, I think it suffers a little bit from the mentality of its name and kind of, I don't know, like the limited directions it goes in. Like, you can build protection decks in a number of ways. You can build justice decks in a number of ways. Leadership, leadership too. Like, but aggression is just how it, it's aggro decks. How fast can you punch the villain out? Right? Right. Yeah. And so they're good decks, but yeah, I can see why they're the least favorite. So, how do, how do we make, how do the designers make ag- aggression more interesting? I don't know. That's a question yeah. for the. Yeah. But it will always be, it will always be the least probably, probably. interesting or the, the least favorite of the aspects always. So we've asked heroes and aspects. How about folks, uh, favorite hero team. So we said, let's pretend that we're the heroes again, which hero team is your favorite to play? And the, and the, the options are things like Asgard, Avengers, champions, guardians, shield, web warriors, oh, X-Men, right? I see that kind of team. All right. Web yeah. Warriors? They showed two chose Web Warriors, right? Uh, <laughs> web Warriors came in number two. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Then they chose X-Men. They chose X-Men. 
They yeah. definitely chose X-Men. Yep. And uh, I didn't give like X-Force and that sort of stuff on there because, I don't know, I guess we hadn't got there yet. So X-Men's number one, like 42% of the vote. Web Wars is 31. But who's number three? Avengers? Oh, it's the Guardians. Guardians, Guardians yeah. edged oh, out the shit. Avengers by a tiny bit. Mm. Uh, okay. And then some people picked S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Champions yeah. didn't get any votes, and Asgard didn't get any votes. So Sucks to your Asgard. <laughs> right in, right in. When Mike tells you how to reach out to us, what, what what was I referencing with sucks to your Asgard? What is that? What am I really saying? Trivia. Little li- you know what? That's just a literary literary trivia, Steve. Okay. I I believe you. You're might get smart. him to another it might get him over to another podcast. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Do we have a sound bite, a little Congrats from our friend over at Into the Night Podcast, Ray. So let's give a listen. Hi, guys. This is Ray, host of Into the Night, the Moon Knight Podcast. To know her is to fear her, the Spider Woman Podcast, Predator and Prey, the Ucha Podcast, and uh, host monthly on Capes and Lunatics, uh, the network there for Scarlet Spider. I just wanted to drop in a line to wish you guys... Uh, and congratulate you on the 200th episode, a huge milestone. Uh, so a huge congratulations to the likes of Mike, Dan, and Steve. See what I did there, Mike? I put you on top there. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's amazing. I, I love your show. Uh, I'm so glad I have found it. Uh, and it seems like such a long time ago since uh, we chatted on a podcast. Uh, but I've racked up about 500 games now of Marvel Champions, and it it never gets old. I'm still finding some new things to do, um, finding new decks to build, uh, that sort of stuff. I've I've even got the latest uh, expansion, Next Evolution. I haven't even touched Cable and Domino yet, so that's kind of testament to, I guess, to how much how good this bloody game is. It's it's really good. So <laughs> can't reiterate that enough. Um, but yeah, just look, I love, I love your show, I love the format of it, I love the tongue-in-cheek nature, and I love the rapport between all three of you, uh, you guys have got something special going, um, as well as, you know, a lot of the stuff that happens in post, post-production too, so hats off to, to Steve for making it fun, um, by being an almost like an audio drama, uh, you know, in some instances, um, so anyway guys, just wanted to drop in my two cents and yeah congratulate you on on the huge milestone here's to 200 more uh here's to 500 more uh here's a one not just crack the bag of sand crack the grand hoping you guys reach a thousand uh anyway uh all the best and uh look forward to listening to many 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 more episodes of critical encounters to come have a good one guys catch you later that was awesome oh, thank, thank you, you ray, ray. I, something I really love about that guy. I can't quite put my finger on it. <laughs> well, did you hear how he kind of sounded out of breath? Oh, the pandering. Then, yes. Then, <laughs> but, but he was all, did you also hear all the sounds of Australia in the background? Oh, I loved it. I loved so, it. I'm pretty sure he was running from one of the <laughs> 6 million creatures there that can kill you instantly. Probably. Yeah, they're all poisonous. They're all poisonous. Well, I've been so. so afraid of Australia since, like, I've been able to read. 
So, yeah. Like, so last week. The, the, yeah, for a, for a week. I've been really afraid of it. No, the deadliest, you know, name a creature type. The deadliest yeah, one is there. They're all there. And I'm like, how did they even get there? I mean, it's like an eye. It's yep. so bizarre. So like, the fact that you know, he can survive in that wilderness, I mean. Right. But it makes sense that he'd be running the whole time. He's saying nice yeah. things to us. But those were beautiful sentiments. Thank you, Ray, so much. Yeah, thanks a lot. And if anyone can tell us why all the poisonous, deadliest creatures are in Australia, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. There has to be like a zoological reason for it. Well, shall we continue on? Yeah, so, yeah. What state are we on? I don't even well, know. Well, we're in the middle of our survey. We've got a few more questions to go, and then eventually we're going to read some some thoughts from our listeners who submitted things. So let's get right back into some of these questions that we asked. Um, we'll do kind of like we did before. I can read a question. You guys can debate the answers and, and see if you match up with the community. So, uh, All right. Let's do it. I like this one. If we could use the Infinity Gauntlet and snap away any one hero team... Mm. Who would it be? Right, so the hero teams are those things like X-Men, Avengers, yeah. Guardians, that kind of thing. I see. Okay. Um, Ooh. I'm guessing this is why we brought up Sucks to Your Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, oh. we did ask people who their favorite hero team was. And no and... one picked. No one picked them. Yeah. I, um, I bet people really want to get rid of the X-Men. You would think our listeners, being the villains and the minions that they are, would have voted for the X-Men. But no one, no one voted for X-Men. Really? Really? Yeah. How about the Avengers then, so we can get rid of Iron Man? No, nobody voted for the Avengers oh. either. Zero votes for those two. Probably because there'd be no heroes left to play, I guess, maybe? <laughs> okay, fair. 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 Yeah. Uh, like, this is for the villains, right? Yeah, it was for the villains. I mean, come on, people. Okay. Um, yeah. So wait, were they thinking about, were they selfishly thinking about if they were heroes? I don't know. Yeah, they must have been. They're definitely oh. playing hero favorites. Okay. So, so Because it, our, go ahead. No, no, they said Asgard then, didn't they? Yeah, their number one choice was with like 40% was Asgard, which well, is like three people. Doesn't so. that just get rid of Thor, Valkyrie, and... Maybe that's it. Is that it? That's it, right? Throg. Yeah, a bunch of allies. A bunch of allies. Well, okay, but they want the heroes from Asgard gone, right? So that's not going to really yeah. have a devastating impact on the pool. No, it's Maybe not. Even if it. they said get rid of Asgard cards, it wouldn't matter that much, right? So, huh, take that, Thor. Man, that's sad. Wow, they didn't choose Gamma. <laughs> that wasn't a choice. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, so they, 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 they choose the champions then? Yep, champions was our third place with 13.5%. So there are some people who want to get rid of some overpowered heroes, right? That's, that makes sense. Yep. And then the Guardians is second, right? So Yep, at 27%. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Those are people who are looking out for the villains. Yeah, not these Asgard people. So mm. Oh, well. Uh, oh, well. Okay, okay. Well, we'll move on. Uh, All right. We asked them, who is their favorite villain team and there was a lot of choices like yeah can you give can you give us the choices steve sure there were things like think of a villain trait you've got sentinels symbiotes mutants brotherhood sinister six hydra uh badoon crossfire's crew sinister syndicate all right so that is a wide net 
Okay. Yeah, it's a All very, right. very wide net. There's All a right. lot of choices. So it, there's a good chunk to choose from. Huh. Okay. All right. Um, Mike, you had a guess? Uh, who's their favorite? Yeah. I mean, did you did you separate out the Sinister Sixes? Oh, uh, like Iron Spider, Sinister Six? Yeah. Sinister Six? Yeah, I think I did. Hmm. Well, I mean, well, what did their listeners say? I mean, you know what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, okay, let's say Sinister Six, because uh, they were thinking it. Yep, I mean, that's right. That I was the number one choice. Would be that was the number one choice? Sinister okay. Six, 47%. Yeah. Like the Sinister Six. Okay. Cool. I mean, that makes sense, right? Those are like, you know, like a whole bunch of famous pop stars from the villain world. Yeah, the Spider Rogues Gallery, Spider-Man's yeah. Rogues Gallery. Yeah, yeah I mean, they like, like them. They're, no, they're known entities. Even to like non like nerds, right? Like True. I've heard of every sinister six person before the game, like playing this game. Right? Even Craven. Even Craven. Okay. And like, okay. whereas I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about cross. Yeah, I think that's it. And, so I, I think there's just like they're they've been around. Like, there's a lot of villains that you know, right? They're very recognizable, but very few villain teams that the average person would. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I agree. All right, so number two with 13% was the Brotherhood of Mutants. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mutants, I would have X-Men, said, like, Black that. Order. Did Black Order get any votes? No. Oh. Black Order did not get any votes. Weird. All right. Uh, and then tied for third with 7.9% were the Sentinels and the Symbiotes. Oh, that's bizarre. So people like giant robots or alien goo from space. <laughs> yeah. Who does it? Who does it? Uh, and um, and a, there was a very interesting one vote for the spineless. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. There was a bunch of notables that got no votes and those were our mutates, the Cree, criminals, crossfires crew, the Badoon, acolytes. Nobody likes them or hmm. they don't like them as much as the rest. So, crossfires right. crew is pretty damn good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Guys, the next two questions are, um, are, are, are awesome. They are, they are so for us. We asked the peoples, which villain group do you want to see in the game? Now, before we guess what they said, do you guys have things? Because for me, hands down, Dark Elves. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't really have any of those, do we? And I, and I want a whole thing about this. Was it the second Dark Elf War, right? Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> with no ever first. All right. So that's that's me. That's who I'm thinking of. What about you guys? Again, I'm trying to find groups. Ugh. I'd like to see AIM, the Advanced Idea Mechanics. Um, okay. We haven't seen them. Uh, they're the guys that wear, like, the yellow biohazard suits all the time. That's what their goons look like. But MODOK is part of them. So that would mean we'd get some new Modoc, and we haven't seen Modoc in forever. So I think right. AIM would be pretty cool. Gotcha. All right, Mike. How about you? What do you What are you hoping for? Again, groups. I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time with that one. Okay. Well, Steve, you're just like the people. They oh. also wanted AIM. Okay. And then now this is interesting. the The lead answer got 21 percent of the votes. <laughs> so, and then oh. it was. Twelve percent for the hand, then oh oh yeah oh okay. yeah the hand yeah then six percent for the serpent society and thunderbolts each and then 
votes for the following. So, Mike, we were struggling to find some groups. Here's some. Mafia, Kingpin, Organized Crime, Egypt Gods for Moon Knight, Apocalypse, Four Horsemen, Spine, Full, Scrolls, Dark Elves, <laughs> Horde Master, UFOs, Midnight Suns, Frightful Four, Symbiotes, Carnage, Life Foundation, The Dark Avengers, as organized by Norman Osborn. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I should have chosen The Dark Avengers. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, Spineful was a good option. Yeah, that was I a love good one. that. Uh, and somebody oh. said Dark Elves, Daniel. Dark, yeah, yeah, awesome. Those people are right. Thunderbolts, I'm willing to bet, was um, brave. Uh, yeah, Adder, it was brave. Adder-Cop. Like Adderkop, uh, posting many, many times. <laughs> yeah. Stuff in the ballot box. Stuff in the ballot box. So that was villain groups, guys. What? Oh wait, this the Serpent oh. Society. I also that's great. Those are all like snake themed villains, right? Like Diamondback and Cobra and whoever else. Like that would also nice. be pretty fun. Yeah. So. Oh, that would be. Fun. Oh wait, did it? Did no one choose? Um, Heavy metal. <gasps> Those are the ones with like the animal. Yes. Guys, yeah, right? yeah. Oh my god, that would be so great. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to just make that. Yeah, I think so. And by we, I mean Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so akin to this question, villain group is who's the villain you would like to see in the game, guys? I've answered this a hundred times. I've said Madame Hydra as a main villain. Yeah, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess people want, like, Kingpin. I mean, we just answered this question. Um, yeah, you're... Continue, Steve. You're right, because people do want Kingpin. Yeah. They do. But um, they also want someone else equally muchness. Oh, the 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 physician of fear. Uh, the doom... <laughs> the dooming doctor. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. The doctor. Yes. Yeah, doctor yes. Doom. Um... So they were basically tied for first, and then that's it. Um, but someone said Galactus as an epic multiplayer. That could be fun. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, like I that. could. Yeah, I could see that as an okay. epic. Yeah, like okay. a blob that ate everything, or a dreadnought yeah, where everyone's yeah. pounding on him. Yeah, like Galactus in the universe. Yeah, Steve, yeah. you'll have to explain this to me. Slide. He's basically a nonstick frying pan. What? I don't know what that means. That's one of the oh. answers in the in the survey. Oh, uh, yeah. S, it's spelled funny, right? S L Y D E. I don't know who it is. I was hoping that it was like a anthropomorphic frying pan that was like part of uh, Spider Ham's universe, but it doesn't look like it. So. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, he's just some bad guy. <laughs> but you know what's not too bad, gentlemen? Hearing from another one of our adoring fans. Oh, we have adoring fans. You're right, we do. Oh, this guy's been around before. Heard, we've heard this guy before, so... Uh... Well, let's hear him. Hey, this is Thunderball from the Illuminati, formerly with the Wrecking Crew. Congrats on making it to 200. Tell Wrecker he sucks. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Will. Oh, thank you. Uh, Wrecker, we have a message for you. Just yeah. stop by the lair anytime. <laughs> <laughs> the gauntlet's been thrown. Wow. Yeah. That's like a uh, serious... That's serious fighting words. That's right. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to a couple more well, questions. I, is it my turn here? Yeah, go ahead. All right. All right. So, uh, well, how a, a hero you want to see in the game? Wow. I didn't have to look at this, and I bet you I know the answers. Um, I, I know the top two that I'm, I'm sure people have said before I even finish reading this. Do you guys have thoughts? I, I'm going to guess Moon Knight is one of them, and I'm uh, going to guess Daredevil is one of them. Daniel, any thoughts from you? Oh, not really. Um, what's Nightcrawler? I've been hearing his name a lot in 
is he a he's a hero, right? Yeah, he's a an X Men. Okay. Um, oh, I don't like X Men. I don't want an X Men. Well, speech. What did the people want? What? Well, yeah. Yeah. We care about the people, don't we? Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they would say. Well, Daredevil uh, makes Daredevil makes sense. Yeah, people have been clamoring for Daredevil since the beginning of the game, and yes, twenty five percent of the answers was Daredevil. Uh, the next up was eleven percent with Nightcrawler. I'm I'm surprised. I thought Punisher would make the list because people were all over him for a while, and oh, maybe yeah. maybe Venom, the uh, the Thompson version of Venom, kind of satisfied that lust for guns. Oh, you know who I want to see? Rocket too. <laughs> I would yeah. personally like to see Jessica Jones. Yeah, she'd be good hero. too. She'd be a great hero. Um, others, some others included uh, Ghost Rider, <laughs> Gwenpool, that was probably me, Loki, Moon Knight did make the list. I okay. wonder who wrote Moon Knight. Uh, <laughs> Superior Spider-Man <laughs> and Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, I like Superior Spider-Man because that's, that's yeah. the uh, Otto Octavius that's version. Yeah, yeah, so we need a villain too. That'd be cool. Okay. Uh, well, there's only one question about heroes, so we're going to move on. How okay. often are you playing at various player counts? Ooh. Okay, so we have uh, the options were solo, uh, two-player, three-player, four-player, or like multi-handed solo. Right. I think I think this game gets played a ton solo because that's just the nature of the world. Um, yeah. And then, ap- and then after that, I think you have two-player games. I mean, it's so easy to just start a thing on Octagon when you're between things. Yep. You know? Um. I have never played true solo with real cards. Really? Wow. No. Wow. No. I, I mean, I hardly ever finish a true solo game. I'll play, I'll start a little bit, I'll have to get it, and I'm like, without the witty repartee of my friends and the oh, whole, yeah. you know, the whole group dynamic, like when we play, like, that's awesome. Like, it's, I'm just not all that fun to play with. So by yourself, by myself, <laughs> he gets into arguments with himself and, you know, like, yeah, no. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've never, I've never played it live and I don't off really off do it, but right. I bet that's how everyone, most people probably play true solo. Well, it turns out to most people do play true solo. Uh, the two handed solo was tied with regular two player games. Okay. Oh, okay. Third player did come in quite a few times. Uh, a lot of sometimes and a lot of nevers. Uh, 15 players never play four player. Oh. But a few people say they play four player more often than anything else. Oh, wow. Oh, so look at that. Yeah. That's cool. I, I do manage a bunch of four player games. Our Friday night group, if we have four players, we, we, we play Marvel a lot of times. Awesome. I'm most always at three. Yeah, three is a good number for it. Love three. All right. A couple more questions here. We're 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 nearing the end. We're nearing the end. And huh. I, I'm I'm going to ask this one: Which member of the podcast is the most villainous? Oh well, the <laughs> obvious is you. Yeah, it's Steve. They did because vote. They did vote for me. Forty percent with Daniel a strong thirty-one percent showing. Wow. And then Mike at twenty-eight percent. Holy cow, Mike! You have them fooled because you are definitely very villainous. <laughs> <laughs> See, the trick is to make sure Captain America punches one of you two first. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve's the most villainous just because he's got all of the passwords and the keys. And I don't share yeah. them. And you don't share Why would you? <laughs> Why would you share them with like the likes of us? So, um, 
Yeah. So I, I agree with them, Steve. I agree yeah. with the people. Yeah. I wonder if it would change their mind if they knew that uh, I designed the uh, Krampus modular set. <laughs> I think people know you did. You know, Krampus, I'm going to take us on a tangent here. Please. I was out talking to somebody and they said, hey, we're going to go to a Krampus festival, you know, in a couple weeks here. And they started, somebody at, somebody else at the table said, what's a Krampus? (laughs) And I said, oh, you know, like this guy with the silver branches and the root for you. And I started saying, you know, whatever, just naming cards that you had made. And, uh, and the, the person going to the, festival was all impressed and very excited to talk krampus with me so love it yeah <laughs> it was and i immediately thought i gotta bust out some krampus coming up here so, it's almost time yeah that's right or it might be time by the time this comes out so <laughs> uh, all right mike you take the next question all right uh, this is simple do you prefer early comics or modern comics uh, there's actually date? only one right answer to this, as far as I'm concerned. I, I didn't create a cutoff date. It was very vague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. In your minds, guys. So I don't read these things, you know. Um, in let's your say, mind, what is, the, what is the mutter? Pre 90s is. Let's say 1990 early? is the cutoff. Okay. That makes sense to me. Okay. Uh, so going by that, uh, well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think? Well, Mike, I would say you're a modern guy, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the balaclava was <laughs> free. <laughs> I going to say. Oh, golly. All right. The ridiculous exposition. I could, yeah. I could see Steve being an old school traditionalist kind. Some of, but some of them. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think the readers or the, the listeners like? I was expecting them to say the modern comics. I was too, because isn't that where X-Men lives? Uh, no, I mean, they, X-Men have been around a very, very long time, but like, okay. I thought, I kind of figured like the, mo- all the movies got people into the comics, like a, a whole new generation and everything. So I kind of, it was expecting the answer to be modern and, but I know what people said yeah. and they did not say modern. 48% said modern and the rest. Yeah. 51% said early. Yeah. That's well, the movies though, aren't they all about early heroes? Um, I mean, like, yeah, like the movies are yeah. modern, but like the heroes in them have been around since like the fifties and stuff, right? They have some of the storylines are from the modern era. Okay, okay. Civil War is definitely modern, and Guardians is modern, right? So, yeah. So, all right, but like Spider Man, you know, and Captain America, the big heroes. Yeah, I'm not surprised that there would be, because it's like you know, it's like it's kind of also cooler to like the early stuff, right? <laughs> You think it's, it's like with, it's like with bands. Like I looked them before they sold out. So <laughs> that was the end of our regular question. What a fun survey, Steve. Yeah. Now we're not done. Oh, because we we okay. asked a few other questions, but we're not going to get into them today. Um, okay. What we're going to do is going to use those questions that we asked to help us plan future shows, uh, mm. to invite guests on, uh, to talk, maybe spur us to do some segments people want to see again. Uh, other bits and pieces, you know, we ask people like, what what do you like? What would you like to see us do? That sort of thing. And we have taken all of that information. We have collated it together. And I've put it on this tablet that has this fuzzy pink case. So it's someplace safe in the lair. Uh, I'm sure it'll be okay. Now it's in Spot World. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, it also gave us a whole bunch of what's on your mind tonight, which we'll start using in future shows. Thank everyone for that. Nice. Uh, it's just more pressure on me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I have prom, and I'm going to promise moving forward, I'm going to make my what's on my minds tonight a little more Mustafian. Whoa. Oh. I'm just going to go for hours and it's going to be, it's going to be from the heart guys. That is good because when we asked people, what was the biggest thing they wanted for the 200th show? Overwhelmingly people wanted Mustafa villainous return to come back no on. No surprise. So, yeah. Um, so that'll be good. I think you'll give the people what they want. They want more rambling philosophical tangents. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. All right. All right. Uh, now, there are other questions. We did just ask people for some memories and fa favorite bits and pieces from the show. Oh. And if we got a bunch of answers here. We're just going to sort of pick and choose ones we like. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't write down who said what because it was too complicated with the way the survey was. So <laughs> you know who you are if you said these things. Uh, so thank you. And um, All right. Yeah. Should we just yeah. read them like kind of round robin here? Like yeah, I think that's the best way to go. All right. All right. Let's go in um, reverse villainous order. All right, Mike, you're up. <laughs> All right. The in-depth backstories. You just want to give me the small one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, was, that was villainous, Daniel. And the next person said, I enjoy the in-depth roundtable you guys do with guests. It's great hearing the various opinions on the game. In general, though, just keep doing what you do. Been with you since the start and look forward to the new issue every week as it's what I listen to as I drive to the friendly local game store in Sterling. <gasps> That's near me. Here's to the next 200. Thank you. Thank you, Virginian. All right. <laughs> could it? Could Sterling be in the UK? It could be anywhere. Yeah, it actually is yeah. not spelled like the Sterling in, in Virginia. Oh, okay. I just figured you typed it, Steve. But maybe this no, is... These are cut and paste directly from, <laughs> directly from the survey. Cut and paste. Okay. All right. This could be Sterling. So any, anywhere Sterling. Sorry, loyal minions. I'm not taking the fall for your spelling or typing. <laughs> Not this time. Welcome to the Sterling episode, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what's next? I enjoy the game slash TV show segments. Pawn Stars is a lot of fun. The dating game was fun. And the House Hunter episode was fun. If we ever get supernatural traits, it would be fun to have an episode like Ghost Hunters or something similar. Ooh, I like that one. That's, yeah. Write that one down. Yep. All right. Uh, someone says, anything with lots of guests playing as different characters. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, we love those too. We do too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We also got interrogation rooms parodies, and I love guest hosts for Shadow of the Past. We do too. Yeah. Because that's someone else doing homework. We got great guests. Great guests. Great guests. All right. I just remember finding the podcast in the spring and summer of 2020 during the height of the first lockdown. I'd spend a lot of time taking walks around my neighborhoods and listening to the cast. It definitely helped me get through those tough days. So. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You know, doing the podcast helped me get through those days, too. Absolutely. Just being with you guys. Oh, my goodness. I think that's the spring I started with you guys. Yeah. Is it on? Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Agree. Totally agree with that one. Great. Uh, I love that listening to you three makes me genuinely laugh out loud. As you get older, it's pretty easy to become a serious old grump. But when I hear an outtake or a cheesy aside from one of you, I feel like I'm sitting laughing with friends, and that's good for the soul. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that comes across. We wouldn't. Yeah. I'm glad that some of those actually land. <laughs> well, we're pretty cheeky fellas, so I get yeah. it. 
Yeah. We know we're our also, audience. <laughs> we're also uh, old grumps in yep. real life. So that's the oh. funny part. I think in yeah. real life we're grumpy old men. <laughs> I mean, I am. Or I am for sure. I had my old man yells at Cloud incident recently. So, yeah. Yeah. So my avatar on my Disney Plus account is literally the old man from Up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, the Anachronauts episode was great. Similar vibe from the Goblin Gear one, too. On a practical note, I love the deeper dives into the more obscure lore. Probably like Balaclava, Mike. Knowing why a card is in the game helps with immersion. Totally. It does. That's why we do the podcast, really, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we do it the way we do it. All right. Pawn Stars is among my favorite bits. I used to watch that a lot with my grandparents, so it brings up good memories, and it's hilarious. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Nice. Okay. Glad it works. Stars. <laughs> As a Kurt Wagner super fan, I really appreciated the Mystique breakdown, and I think her complicated past is a perfect example of why the villains can sometimes be more appealing than the heroes. I think they're usually more appealing. Much more. I think a lot more effort is put into their backstories, to be honest. Now, who did the Mystique breakdown? I forget. Uh, Me too. Uh, You're up now. I can't remember. (laughs) You guys are such villains. (laughs) Just when I needed a pick-me-up. All right. But uh, definitely thank you. Hey, who's Uh, Kurt Wagner? Nightcrawler. Okay. Thank you. All right. I got two favorites, says another super fan. The first is the Zola song. Thought that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I yep. originally thought this was a parody of the Weird Al song Yoda, but then I realized that itself is a parody <laughs> of Lola. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for helping me discover a new song along with your version. I also love the Pawn Star bits. As a history nerd, I've watched a lot of the actual Pawn Star show, so I love your take on it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love that we're broadening musical horizons for yeah. me with our ridiculousness. Yeah. Uh, all right. I love how you kept Caleb in Spot World. Please let him out from time to time, though, as I really love his design. <laughs> I think he's free at this point. We have he has escaped. So yeah, he has he's escaped. Out. He's out. Yeah, because yeah, someone let him out. Uh, I paid the price for it. So <laughs> that's how the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, someone else likes all of Mustafa's anger about how easy the game is. <laughs> <laughs> Considering he hasn't played anything post Kang, right? Red Skull Kang, yeah, yeah. But the best kind of anger is the kind that comes from not knowing what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is America. Speaking of America, trivia says another one. That's <laughs> ah, trivia is fun. Hey, that was yeah. Cool this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the songs are incredible. They keep me absolutely rolling, and Zola continues to be a big part of my regular playlist. Wow. Mm. <laughs> It'd be hard Here's to top that one. Daniel. I almost want to apologize to this person. All right. That um, is, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Uh, my most memorable episode is where our villainous team was looking for a new hideout. If I recall, that was one of the hood encounter sets, Streets of Mayhem. Uh, yes, it actually was Streets of Mayhem. Where our lovable villains, I mean heroes, were visiting each environment with a real estate agent. She was fabulous, by the way. Yes. Yes, she, she was, Mike. Yes, she was. She absolutely is fabulous. Uh, well, we're getting executed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the um, I've talked about this with some people who approach me at conventions and stuff. Like, they, they love some of these extra gag bits. And they are so <laughs> fun to write. And that's a big reason why I'm on this show. Like, just being able to have that creative freedom is awesome. And it's a blast to do. 
And luckily, we've, we've got a whole lot more of Mojo TV to watch coming oh, up. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. And just, uh, so I, I can't even write down all of these ideas. So, <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, I love the guys messing around with the goblin gear. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was you and I, Daniel. That was, that cool. was great. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. When uh, when you weren't following our safety precautions. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, here is our last one. You ready for the last one? It's a little yep. sad. Uh, I actually really enjoy when the question that usually comes up at the end of the episode is nonsensical, but still answerable. Kudos to Mike. I also like when you guys commit to a bit, like having Daniel sucked into a portal and he just doesn't speak for at least half the episode until he comes back. Oh, put a portal in right here. (laughs) It's so funny how much effort we put into stuff like that. I know, right? (laughs) Oh, Uh, love it. Well, since Daniel's gone for a little bit, uh, Mike, shall we move on to our last segment? Holy crow. It's almost sad. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe we should let Daniel back out before we do the last bit, just so he's here around for it. Oh, yeah. It's contest, isn't it? It's in, doesn't he have the stuff we have to give away? Uh, well, we're going to make him pay for the shipping at least. So Okay. Yeah, yeah we need to have him back. back. We okay. need his credit card. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Daniel, come on back out. Not funny, Steve. It's <laughs> a little funny. Well, See, he blamed you because you're the villainous one. Oh, right. I know, right? I know Mike would never have anything to do with that. All right. <laughs> Segment right. 13. Right, Mike? Nothing at all. Uh, but <laughs> we'll get your credit card for a second. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Uh, Steve, contest? Contest? Contest, yes. So we have some organized play packs to give away. So what we have done is we have a very easy survey for you to answer. Um, I We will share the links on all our social media, everywhere you can find it. We'll leave it open for a week or so. Uh, it will close when I decide it will close, so you better go and answer <laughs> the questions as quick as you can. Real easy. One question. What has been your favorite issue of Critical Encounters? You just nice. write it in, and we'll randomly choose some winners. Uh, there's also a couple other, if you do win, which which prize would you prefer? And to make sure to include your contact information. And listen to the show you know, to make sure that if we call your name, you hear it um, so that you can win. So what are we going to give away is the question. What are we going to give away, Steve? Thank you. So we have three sets of these are the round one and two organized play kits. Uh, my friendly local game store found a whole bunch in the back and they gave them to me. Oh, nice. I'm giving them away. These are the alt arts for Black Widow, Miss Marvel, Thor, Get Over Here, Stealth Strike, and Tackle. So you'll get a full playset of all those cards I named, and we have three packs of those, so we can give away three of those. That's cool. Yeah, but we're not done. All right, we have three more things to give away, and these are the Gen Con 2023, so the most recent Gen Con, resource promo cards. Ah, these are nice. These are the strength, energy, and genius with the alternate art on them of Captain Marvel and Spider-Man. So you will get Captain Marvel and the Spider-Man all art, and we have three sets of those to give away. Sweet. So okay. Six winners. This is the, the print-and-play stuff, but professionally done by FFG? Yes. These are what FFG gave out at Gen Con 2023. They had printed. Nice. Uh, nice. Okay. 
So just fill out the form. We will randomly draw six names. One entry per person, one win per person. That's it. That's the contest. Real easy. Wow. Love it. Whew. It's not very villainous of us to give these things away, but I guess it's a way you keep the minions in line, right? You throw them a little... Bribe. Bribery. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Tried and true strategy, actually. Speaking of bribery and keeping yeah. the minions in line, we have a audio quote here from... Uh from someone who wants to wish us a congratulations. Oh, well, here we go. Critical Encounters, congratulations on reaching 200 episodes. As the great apocalypse said, only the strong survive. By making it this far, you have demonstrated your worthiness. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, fellas, it's been a fun 200. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's been an awesome 200. I guess since the 200th show was two episodes long, the 300 will be three episodes long. So I, I believe we've now created a thing. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and this is why we parted turkeys on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a wrap, boys. I think that's a wrap. Mike, uh, how do wow. the folks do stuff? Yeah, listeners. Our fine, fine listeners, uh, I, I can't believe you guys tune into us every week. This is fantastic. We are, we are over the moon. <laughs> it's been a great 200 episodes of goofing around, and we're just happy to be able to share it with you and converse with you on social media, Discord, whatever. Uh, please, if you want to give us a shout, you can email us criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube or Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Fun Loaf, and Wandering Tuke. And if you search around all the dark corners, you might find the truth there too. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Loyal minions, take us out. Cut off one head, and two more will take its place. Hey, <laughs> Damn it. I'm at one second and lost. (laughs) Lord. All right. That's just a a preview of what's going to happen in your evil game tonight, Steve. You can cut that out. Okay. (laughs) And if you guys are hearing this, he didn't cut that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I could launch into my last one here. I, I severely underestimated how long this would take. So I, I okay. feel bad that you have to now cut this down and figure it out. Villains like to monologue. <laughs> Did you realize how good of an actor Mike is? He's amazing. He says Mutagen is like, really? Having just seen the survey so, results. That's good. Are you kidding me? I love it, Mike. It was great. Wow. No, I honestly a, didn't think I would really get it. I didn't think I would get it. This is what villainy looks like in Canada, everybody. So I'm about to make a video of Elsa burning a Dorito. Sweet. Yeah, they're good fire starters. Apparently yeah. that's a thing. Yep. What? Yeah, they're very flammable. They'll burn. Like, if you're stuck in the woods and you have a bag of Doritos and you start a campfire, bam, use a Dorito as your fire starter. Cheetos work okay, too. Yeah. It's all the oil and stuff in them.
Huh. Maybe we shouldn't be eating that stuff. Oh, we definitely shouldn't be. <laughs> Wrecker here. I just wanted to say thanks for you guys giving a place for coons like us to tell our story. For 200 episodes, congratulations. And by the way, I heard what Thunderball said. Eh, he's not part of the Illuminati. He sounds like he's recording in the break room at that 7-Eleven he still works at. Hey, Critical Encounters, this is Pile Driver, and I thought there is no better way to congratulate you on 200 episodes than using my giant hands to clap for you. So here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You do this eight, for five minutes. Nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 53, 52, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, I hope you had to do multiple takes, forget where he was, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, not even halfway I'm going to loop this and go to sleep to it. 96, 97, 98, 99, 80, 81, Hundred thirteen, hundred fourteen, I just can't believe this. Hundred sixteen, hundred seventeen, hundred eighteen, hundred nineteen, hundred twenty, hundred twenty one, hundred twenty two, hundred twenty three, hundred twenty four, hundred
134, 135, 136, 137, 138, 139, 140, 141, 142, 143, 144, 145, 146, 147, 148, 149, 150, 151, 152, 153, 154, 155, 156, 171, 172, 173, 174, 175, Almost there. 176, Almost there. 177, 178, 179, 180, 181, 182, 183, 184, 185, 186, 187, 188, 189, 190, 191, 192, 193, 194, 195, 196, 197, 198, 199, 200. Congratulations, guys. Wow. Love it. Thanks, pile driver. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks, folks. Good night.